0: Internet, you're tuned in episode 85 of the Video Game Pals, the Pals Network's weekly video game podcast where a group of lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games the news, and news how it all makes us feel. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my pals in podcasting, Mr. Thompson. Mr. So, Well, Whoa. I don't know why I just fucked that up. That was really, like, Mr. Robert Thompson, Whoa. the Edgelord with the Heart of Gold. It's cool, man. If you want to just call me by my last name, everyone else does anyway, so. <laughs> and That's what I call you in real life, so yeah. I guess it makes sense. Uh, and Mr. Sean Bartley, the Guildmaster himself. Hello, hello. Uh, unfortunately, Andy could not join us this week as he is uh, in transit to make his way home for the holidays. Uh, so he should be back next week uh, to wish you a Merry Christmas. But, uh, you know, he uh, will unfortunately not be able to jump into what is a a pretty solid episode. I was really expecting it to be a slow news week. Last week was so big. We're going into the holiday season. But you know what? We got
1: some good stuff to talk about this week. Um, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, uh, I had heard differently about Andy. I had heard that uh, he had a concussion. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, In the holiday yeah, spirit, he... Uh,
2: he might be doing Krampus's work today, this time. You don't know. It's possible. He got
0: concussed again trying to load up his sleigh uh, with his bag filled with children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you called him Krampus. I'm just following the lore here. Oof. If that implicates Andy in some unfortunate crimes like kidnapping, well, you know, maybe that's why he's not here. He's on the run.
2: <laughs> it sounds like a so, bad Tim uh, Allen movie.
0: <laughs> it's like the Santa Claus yeah. gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, is that what happened to Andy? Are you saying that like Krampus showed up at his house and he accidentally killed him? No, oh, no, he, so gave now him a he job. has to become Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he was taking interviews. Oh, hell yeah. You need help this All year. Right. Been a lot of bad people. <laughs> it's a lot of people we got to shove in sacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, the three of us are on the nice list this year, so I don't think we're in any danger of being pulled away mid-episode uh, by the Krampus or by Andy. So I think uh, we're safe to talk about what we're playing this week. Uh, I finished Pokemon Let's Go, which is pretty cool. Jeez. But uh, that was quick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean it didn't you know it took me a little longer than I thought it would, honestly. Yeah, because um, I, I got sidetracked by Smash and Red Dead Redemption and, you know the holidays and stuff. But um overall, like I gotta say, positive impressions. I'm happy to eat crow on this one., uh, this game ended up being a lot better than I thought it was, and or I, than I thought it could be. And while I'm still not really a fan of the implementation of like the let's go mechanics for catching it wasn't nearly as it wasn't nearly as bad as i thought it would be in terms of like messing up my experience and every other change that they made was positive in terms of like quality of life stuff and making the game like just play better you know, like, from a general perspective, uh, they're things I want to see come over to Pokemon proper. You know, like, riding your Pokemon and, uh, you know, having access to your PC from your your bag and all that kind of stuff. Like, these are good innovations. Um, so I, I think, you know, there's a lot of step in the right direction here, and if, for whatever reason, if you're still on the fence about it, I definitely recommend you give it a shot. It's, uh, if you're at all nostalgic for, you know, Gen 1 Pokemon, which I think most people our age are, uh, I think there's going to be something for you to enjoy, and Thompson and I uh, started doing a, uh, a let's play series of it um, earlier in the month before we got sick a bunch. So if you want to go check out, you know, the beginning of the game for yourself, uh, we've got a couple of videos up, and we had a good time with it. So yeah. go uh, go give it a look and see if it's for you. But I certainly enjoyed it a lot more than I th- a lot more than I thought I could. So I'll
2: back you up on that. The um, just about everything you said was, was the hour that I played. I felt the same way. You know, there there's stuff in there that's great that I would love to see come over. Um, ball mechanic wasn't for me, but yeah, pretty much everything you said, man. Like, really surprising how
0: good that was of a game. You know, really fun. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm glad to be wrong about it because I I really. You know, I went in with really low expectations. There was a, a point where I really wasn't even sure if I was going to pick up the game. And, uh, yeah, I, I really found a lot to love. So, you know, I want to keep an eye out for if you're looking for something to play over the holidays and for whatever reason you decided not to pick it up.
1: Cool. Yeah, I I was on the fence with this one. And um, I just realized, you know what? Smash is coming out in like two weeks <laughs> Yep. What's the point? Yeah. (laughs) You know, what is the point? I'm not going to swap. Smash is not coming out of my Nintendo Switch, probably until Metroid Prime 4 comes out. That's just me being (laughs) honest. So there's no reason for me to buy another game.
0: Yeah,
2: man. If it's all you need. It is a big selling point for sure. (laughs) Pete, did you have anything else you were playing?
0: Uh, Smash 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 yeah. and smash baby yeah and thompson you actually got a chance to play it with me yeah finally. for the first time right <laughs> so you have any you have any first impressions for the uh for the pals at home
2: yeah like i haven't played um just in general smash like in a while right i think maybe i played once last year and like so i'm i'm like out of the loop on it but it was super refreshing like jump right in you know it feels just like the old ones everything is there obviously you know plus more um the level list as soon as i saw the screen was just fucking daunting to look at that just blob of levels you know which it's crazy to think there's that many when the game starts um characters are all really fun everything feels great you know i'm i did like just about every new character i got a chance to try almost all of them and they're all fun you know like they're i think you said like last week that they were they all felt like they had their own niche like their own unique way to do it and like they do they really do there isn't really anything that felt um, that it shouldn't be there, you know, even if I'm not a fan of like the character itself, like the moves are fun, you know. They mm-hmm. it's cool to see that there is a game that has, you know, something like I don't know, 50 something characters or whatever. Uh, and they try 70, yeah, right. And and they all, um, you know, feel pretty much, you know, there, there's a little crossover, but they all feel pretty much unique, and it's really fun, you know, like it reminds me of old school stuff with like Marvel's Capcom 2, you know, how it was like, damn, there's just 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 cavalcade of characters, and they're all just, just so unique to play. And, you know, uh, especially the new ones, man, they are a blast. I really like them. Um, I, yeah,
0: I I think they did a really good job with the added characters this time around. Like, not to say that, you know, that they haven't in the past, right, but yeah. th- this is the most that a new batch of characters is, has spoken to me, where, like, I I've picked up and played every one of them, and I like about 90% of them. As characters that i now play like regularly instead of characters i used to play yeah i mean you, you, know, like, you were
2: rocking it with richter man that was fun yeah or simon like, whoever you picked
0: <laughs> yeah i usually play simon but you know they're like basically the same um but you know like i used to play kirby a lot you know and like i love kirby's kit but he's not very good and his lightness is really really i think a detriment to him this time around because there are more heavy hitters and uh you know, like, I barely play him now in favor of uh, Ridley and Simon, and I really like Isabel. and, like, there's there's just so much to love in this game.
2: The only thing for me, I think, that I'm not sure how I feel yet on it, um, when you're at, like, a certain level of damage, and you get hit, and it kind of, like, does that frame where it's like, oh, you're, you know, you're hit really hard, and you're, like, dead. Oh, the close-up? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that, just because I feel like that's kind of, like, saying, like, oh, you're dead. Like, you know, bye. Um, so, like, it's cool could, to put a cap on those fights sometimes, but at the same time, like, I always like those moments where you're like, oh, I'm surely dead, and then you fly off and you're like, oh, oh, oh and I come back. You yeah. can survive from those screens. So you said, but I hadn't been able yeah. to work it out yet, so that's why I don't know how I feel about that yet, you know?
0: Well, you didn't You didn't learn about, I, for, I always forget the name of what it's called, uh, but you might know, Sean. Like, you know there's that that um, mechanic in Smash where when you hold the stick perpendicular yeah. to the direction you're flying? Mm-hmm. Do you know what that's called? I uh, I forget. Um, but yeah,
1: yeah, but that yeah, for, work.
0: for those who don't know, essentially, if you, and this is kind of hard to explain, but say that you're getting hit directly to the left, if you make a 90 degree angle with your stick by instead of like putting yourself in the opposite direction, which is most people's like, you know, knee jerk reaction, if you go like up, uh, you actually slow your trajectory as you fly off the screen and it can make you survive a lot of hits that you wouldn't otherwise. Um, so Thompson, you didn't even know that until we started playing. Yeah. The other day, right. so like that's gonna change your whole game. Yeah, for you know, sure.
2: there's a lot of things in there that like you know even just like you know Z-rolling kind of shit like felt more fluid for me. You know, like just everything feels well tuned. You know, like it really does just feel like the best of the best for me. Like,
0: yeah, it's so funny because I actually watched uh, a video and read it read an article about it where apparently this is the least responsive Smash game in terms of like I don't know the most frame like frames between button presses or whatever. Yeah, um, really. But I don't know. But I don't. I don't. Notice that i know like it really opposite. i got i i remember when i first started playing it felt a little off to me but as soon as i got in the rhythm of it like i think it feels great now yeah you know
2: it took me like one game and i was already like i was with it you know um yeah uh, it's probably just because i hadn't played the damn game in over a year so <laughs> <laughs> uh that's kind of like my it was like a warm-up round but even then like, sure i, I immediately <laughs> felt the difference like it felt to me just like like more of a fighter i don't know how if that like really translates well like really just like Smash is its own game but it just felt like now it's its own game plus it's like kind of more leaning into that fighting game feel you know something about it just it felt really good you know it's really satisfying
1: (laughs) yeah I uh, actually went to visit a friend for a few days uh, during the week and we put in a lot of hours on Smash and it was it was fantastic this is one of the guys that I grind with uh-huh. Uh, whenever like we get in the lab, and um, it was cool. We unlocked every character, um, and there were a few that were standouts for me. I, you know, I came into this really wanting to play Ridley. I finally got the opportunity, and Ridley does not disappoint. Ridley is a monster. Um, Hell yeah! Pete's Fucking showcasing his amiibo right now. Who's first there? new one I bought because Ridley is the shit. Yep. Uh, and uh, I really, really love playing with Ridley. Feels exactly right. At first, I thought, oh, come on, they made Ridley a Charizard clone? That's absolutely not true. Once you get into her, I believe it's her, once you get into her mechanics, um, you, you find that, like, Ridley has a lot to offer that's different than Charizard. Um, I also am in love with Incineroar. I couldn't stop playing that character even when i was losing because i hadn't yet figured out how to recover with him what the problem his recovery is was. rough yeah so what you're supposed to do is actually use his um his side b to recover not his up b he like launches himself right yeah it's the move where if you actually grab your opponent you pull out the ropes yeah okay
0: yeah. Right, right, right so if
1: you use that you can actually up b after so you uh-huh. can side b to get under the stage or as close to the stage as possible, and then upbeat to get you the rest of the way. Sure. Um, and once I figured that out, things got better. But he's a, a really fun character with interesting um, mix-ups and things that you can do. So I really enjoyed him a lot. And then Richter and Simon are so good that they're gonna. Someone's gonna have to do something about them. They're gonna have to I, be dealt with. Dude, they're so good at zoning. It's insane. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking insane.
0: I love it, dude. Um, my, my one gripe with them is that their recovery is also just, like, not
1: good. Again, their recovery actually is good when you realize that you can press uh, side A to throw your chain and attach yourself to the edge. I've been
0: trying that, and I just can't. It won't do it. Like, I guess I'm
1: just not close enough or something. I don't know. but Yeah, it, it, it definitely works. Um it I've not it, been able to get that down yet. Yeah, it made it so that I was very hard to kill with them. Because I could, think... Go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, you can just do that and, you know, no one can really stop you, so... Once once I get
0: that down, I really think they're going to become my main. Because I'm like, I'm, like, really getting into them and I've gotten uh, really good at juggling people. Like, whenever they're trying to approach you by just, like, rotating through the, you know, the items in the right way. And then as soon as you get him in that flame, just wind up the
1: side A and, like, he's just got combos for days, man. Yeah, he's very, very strong. Um, It's a fun game. Loving the roster. This is an amazing roster. Obviously, it's the best roster they've ever had because it's got every single character. Plus, like six new characters that I like more than half of the old roster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're great, and, and, and they've made, even though there are definitely some characters that are way too overpowered, like King K. Rule. Uh, they've made appropriate balance changes to alter characters who were too good in earlier games to bring them um, down to you know the the level of not godlihood. Like Bayonetta. yeah, like Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah. So totally. Very, very so yeah, much enjoying the game. Hopefully, hopefully we
0: get a, another balance patch sooner or later that kind of evens out. You know, whoever else is still a little bit too strong, but
1: yeah, um, they just put one out a uh, couple days ago. I think it was like one oh
0: two, right? It was like the first first patch, I think.
1: I'm not sure if it was the first one. I'm not. I'm not positive, but they. Well, the one thing I know they did was they lowered the difficulty on the new challenger characters when they come out yep um so those are easier now and which we were- talked about that last week because they were like fucking brutal some of them I loved it yeah um I felt felt like you were earning them when you got them. yeah seriously uh and then I haven't checked because the dumb thing about the way they implement their patches is that they tell you yeah these characters receive changes but they don't tell you the changes so <laughs> you actually have to go to like smashboards.com and figure it out. Based on what those people have labbed, so that's what I'll be doing to figure out what the changes actually were. But, but yeah, overall, been a great
0: ride so far, and I'm really excited to spend more time with it. Like, it's I've been playing it almost every day, and like it's so cool that it came out when it did because it's like the holidays, and it's like you know I've got a lot of friends in town and stuff like that, or you know like my girlfriend and I have been playing it all the time, either the two of us or with her roommates. So it's like. I've been having a lot of opportunities to play the game with people, and it's just... Oh, it's been a blast. I'm so happy to have Smash, like, back, you know, in uh, in the conversation, you know? Because not that Smash 4 wasn't great and that we weren't still playing it, but, like, who wants to fucking pull out their Wii U and hook that fucking thing up, you know? <laughs> Nobody. And well, now no, it's on...
1: I did. I'll do anything for Smash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, it's on the Switch, which you have with you at all times, and it's rad, and... I can't wait for uh to just spend as much time with it as possible. Like Thompson's got a Christmas party tonight. You better bet your ass I'm bringing smash. Get that be on shit one going. Of these TVs.
2: I don't know where, but we'll figure it out. Oh yeah,
0: we're setting it up somewhere. Um and I think uh something I'm really excited for is in the next probably 2 weeks, I'll have thoughts for you guys on a third-party controller that I picked up that's really tight. It's uh I think it's by I want to say it's Acer or something like that. I need to look up the uh, I have a picture of ...of the controller. Let me look up the name of the company. Uh, okay, so it's by Power A is the name of the company. And they have a, uh, a wireless uh, GameCube controller that has all of the functionality of a pro controller. So I'm showing uh, Sean and Thompson the picture right now. It's got a home button, a screenshot button, like everything. Uh, and I got to use one in action, and it feels Awesome. So I'm really looking forward to picking that up. I'll have a review for you guys uh, here and over at Loopots.com. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, play some more Smash and get to talk about some of these uh, these proprietary controllers that I'm checking out, or
1: non proprietary controllers that I'm checking out. Before we move on from this segment, I, I did I did want to uh, make an announcement. Now on the Comics Pals this week, I talked about. A challenge that was posed to me by one Matthew Murphy who has written into this show before he is the co-host of the long box podcast he put out a challenge to me and 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 the pals uh that he wanted to play smash with us and so on that show I cut a little promo on him and I let it be known that I wholeheartedly accept this challenge and so Where we stand now is that we are awaiting a response. As you listen to this, um, by now he probably has heard the comics, pals, and I am waiting to hear from him as to whether or not he wants to get smashed. Uh, So... If the challenge is accepted, well, I've accepted his challenge. Now it's time to hear from him as far as, you know, does he want to get this thing going in two weeks' time, which is the date that I set. We're going to make this a whole thing. I want to get people involved. I want the people to be able to watch. Um, and I and I want to have some stakes here. I want to make it so that when I beat him, uh, there's something that he has to do that he's not going to want to do. So... Uh, once he decides he wants to do this, we're gonna set our stakes, we'll let you guys know what those are, and, uh, we'll let you guys know how and when you can watch this, uh, this, this battle. The bout! The fight of kings! (laughs) It's not a battle if you whoop so hard, I mean... (laughs)
0: Although, although, real talk, I, I call it a, a fight of kings, but I really feel like it's, it's a king, and... Someone whose arms just don't seem to be long enough to box with God. Ooh. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I've got about that one. So, Matt Murphy, you know I love you, but I I truly think that you have walked into the lion's den unprepared.
1: <laughs> Let's
0: do it. Um, uh, so. Pete, I actually yeah.
2: have a game that I've been playing that's new.
0: <laughs> yeah, what? I you, know. And it's not Smash? No, nah, it's
2: not Smash. What are you doing with your life? I, I know. Well, I, let me
0: tell you. It's Battle Fine, Fleet, whatever. Cosmic. Two. Remember that what? shit? Wait, that came out? Well the beta did. Oh okay, yeah. okay. And are, are you allowed to talk about the beta? No NDA or anything? It's over,
2: yeah. So okay. It's all good. Um it literally ended last night, so I'm you know, I miss it. Um but yeah, so Battlefield Gothic, it's a tactical space game. It's Warhammer forty K. The first game had like four factions plus two downloadable. This game starts with twelve. So Oh wow. They took everything. Like you know That's the cool. the Smash like everything is here. They literally like went to the game the actual game, what's in this game, what's put up all that shit in here. Um, the most ambitious crossover in Battlefleet Gothic's history. Yeah, And it looks beautiful. It's got that, like, sweet Unreal 4 engine or some shit like that. Like, it's it's just gorgeous. Um, you have every type of ship in this game now. So, like, in, this, in the spirit of Smash, this game is like, hey, it's all here, dude. You can do whatever <laughs> you want. trying to get want. us
0: excited by comparing it to I'm Smash. I'm saying it's got the spirit. It's got the spirit behind it. That's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, and, like, the... Um, Dude, the, uh, I know, like, it's not, like, everyone's forte, but, like, just check out, like, one of these, like, cutscenes online on YouTube or something, even, like, the first ones. Like, they're styled in such a beautiful way that like, it's almost like, uh, like, you know, like, animated comic book kind of feel to it, you know? Um, just the, the style is beautiful, like, the graphics are beautiful, like, the story's cool as hell, because it's one of the best stories in 40k that they translated to this. It's got everything in there. Um, um, it's really awesome, yeah, man. I'm good. happy
0: for you, because that first game... You know, I remember we did a Let's Play for it back in the day on our old YouTube channel, um, and uh, it was, like, a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a really cool... Uh, and, like, it's an RTS, but it's different than...
2: It's, it's different, yeah. Yeah, sure. like, it, you it, it's... You don't build a base I don't know. or anything like that. It's its
0: own thing. It's definitely its own thing. Yeah. And I thought it was really neat, and I know you were super into the first one, and then, like, eventually just be- got, became really hard to play because there wasn't a community. Yeah. So... I really hope that this game finds an audience, for your sake.
2: Well, I think it did, too, and, like, the best part of it is, like, everyone's complaints about the first game was, like, hey, not enough stuff, and, like, why were these guys, like, DLC and all that? So, like, I feel like it's been, like, a long long enough time that either everyone forgot or kind of saw that all that DLC money went to this. And that's kind of what they were saying, like, we wanted to make this game to start, but we really didn't have the funds, so, like, here's the, it's kind of like, here's the game we promised, almost, you know? like they didn't make those lofty promises let's put everything in here but this time they just went all out so yeah it's like clearly it's like um it's just jam packed like i played it as much as i could and i didn't even get to explore 5 of the 12 uh factions so wow
0: cuz like cool cuz there's That's so awesome, much stuff man <laughs> so you have a lot to enjoy when it yeah. comes out yeah there's a second beta great, coming out in like 2 weeks and then the game is out on january 24th cool so yeah, we will definitely have some content around that. I know Thompson will be eager to talk about it on the show when it comes out. We'll probably do some let's plays or something around it. So keep an eye peeled, keep your eyes peeled for that. If you are a fan of Warhammer 40K or are interested in tactical RTS style. Space Fighters, yeah. which is a niche genre, but sure. I know there's got to be somebody out there who likes it as much as tom's Yeah, name. there's someone out there. Come on. There's entire YouTube <laughs> channels dedicated just to like this crap, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, you and Sean are always talking about RTSs on this show, so there's got to be somebody out there who's who uh, aligns with that stuff.
1: <laughs> I hope so, man, because otherwise we're talking shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's someone. <laughs> Believe. Uh, but with that, I guess that means it's time for... The uh, no, no, no. The news! We talking about the news! The news! The news! We talking about the news! Uh, Alright, so like I said at the top, we've got a pretty stacked news list this week. Kicking things off with uh, last week's breaking news, which Andy called out at the very, very end of the show. Uh, the Kingdom Hearts 3 opening movie trailer has dropped. And uh, Sean and I both checked it out, being the Kingdom Hearts fans on this show. Uh, Sean, you watched it right before we sat down and... Uh, you know, I could tell that by the end of it, it was it was giving you some feel. So,
1: what did you think about the trailer? So, typically, and this is weird because I'm not like this with movies, but when it, when it comes to video games, I don't like to watch the opening sequence or anything like that. I like to just keep it, you know, as fresh as I can. And um, I watched it, and I loved it. it. You know, it's Kingdom Hearts, so you don't even know what's going on half the time, um, but... It's those characters. It's that music, which I saw a lot of people saying the music was bad for this trailer. I really liked it. I don't know what those people were talking about. I mean, whatever. That's what they felt. Hater-ass um, haters. That's what they are. I, I thought it was awesome seeing um, Riku. I just always loved seeing her. Um, you know, like, I, I just I just love this world. I, Wait. Her? Not, you mean? Not, not Riku. Um, Kyrie. Kyrie. thank you. Yeah. R- Riku's... A girl Final in
0: Final Fantasy X yeah. yeah. as well, so that's yeah. why I was like, that "She was always a confused." Trailer because <laughs> I played Final uh, Fantasy X. I know that name. It's it's two Ks, I think,
1: in Final Fantasy X. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Kingdom Hearts is just one. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, but yeah, seeing all these characters together, I love it. Um, I just can't wait to dive into this game. It, it feels like Kingdom Hearts, which is what we've been waiting for for ten plus years. So
0: it's funny man because uh, literally last week I was having a conversation um, with with a good friend of mine and uh, he was asking me so if I wanted to play Kingdom Hearts 3 like what games would I need to play to like be mm. caught up you know and I was like well you don't need to play all of them you could really just play Kingdom Hearts one and two but I was talking with him about it and I was saying you know man like it's so interesting to me because the game is out next month. You know, like, um, because he was talking with me about what are the games I'm really excited about in 2019, and I was like, thankfully, there isn't a lot in Q1 for me. And he's like, what about Kingdom Hearts 3? And I was like, oh, no, I forgot about that it was so close because I was hoping I was going to get to slash out some of these games on my backlog. Um, But I I said to him, I was like, you know, like, I have this weird thing with Kingdom Hearts 3 because I'm really excited for it, but at the same time, I'm nervous if it's going to I'm worried it won't speak to me anymore the same way that it did when I was younger because I started this journey when I was eight years old, you know? And uh, I think a lot of the wackiness and and even some of the themes and stuff of Kingdom Hearts is is stuff that spoke to me when I was younger, and I don't know if it's going to resonate with me now. And watching this trailer, like when there was that last uh, shot where – Sora and Kyrie are reunited, and then, like, they're they're about to get attacked, and Donald and Goofy show up, and then Riku and Mickey come, and you've got, like, the whole good guy squad, and I was just like, man, like, yeah. it, it gave me, it gave me, like, a chill, you know, and I was like, ah, like, maybe they still got me, you know, like, I, I think, I think there's still a shot for this game to really, you know, hit me where it counts, so... I hope it does. Uh, I'm still really excited for it, and I just can't believe it's, like, real. Like, I can't believe it's finally coming out, and that it's not just, like, vaporware.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it feels fake. It feels fake, even now. Um, I I feel like I gotta go back and play the games to get prepped, but the thing is that other than the first two, I didn't play any other ones. So... Like, I don't know if I know anything about these games anymore, because I know that so much was added with those games, so it's like, do I even know Kingdom Hearts? It might be worth it for you to pick up the,
0: um, like, the collection that they put out, and, like, play... There's, like, one or two, aside from one and two, that actually have, like, really relevant story information, you know? But, to be fair, one of the ones that is really important is Chain of Memories, and you played Kingdom Hearts 2 without playing that, and you... Got it. You know?
1: Did I? So, Who fucking knows, you know.
0: Boo, that's the uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I you know, I don't know. We're we're gonna have to see. It's gonna be interesting to see like how we actually feel about it when it comes out and if Sean even has time to play it because Smash Brothers exists and he's plays plays WoW. So he might just play the first thirty minutes and be like
1: Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> nah, this this is this is a monumental release. This is a game I have to play. Um so th- there's no there's no two ways about it. I gotta play this game. All right. You told me that about Spider
0: Man, and I that's, you know I got
1: I got burned. That's so a fact. <laughs> <That's a> fact. <laughs> For me once, I wouldn't believe me. I got games and rappers, man.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! All right. So uh, before we move off of Kingdom Hearts three, there is uh, a little. A little warning, it's more of a PSA, I guess, than a real story, but I wanted to uh, let you know. Um, I first heard about this story from a regular source on this show, at Nebelian, uh, on Twitter. He's uh, you know, kind of a regular insider, leaker kind of guy, and uh, he, he tweeted this out um, on December 15th. So yesterday, our time, he says, Heads up, Kingdom Hearts fans. The full exclamation point version of Kingdom Hearts 3 appears to be out in the wild. Some screenshots and videos exist that I won't share here. But yeah, be careful on both social media and YouTube. And then he shows a picture of somebody who has a a copy, like a physical boxed copy of the game, and they're installing it on their Xbox One. Uh, And if you go down to uh, the tweets here, apparently um, Twitter user Pokememe, is uh, saying that the guy who did this works for a shipping company and and pulled a, a copy off the line or something like that. So, uh, we're, and we're talking you know one point five months in advance here.
2: Yeah, this is fucking early, man. Like that. Yeah. Holy crap! Like this didn't happen with the Red Dead or any other big huge game. Like I could
0: imagine. I mean, Smash Smash had some copies get out pretty early as well. Uh, but not like this, not a yeah. fucking month and a half. Yeah, this is crazy.
2: Know? Even, f- like, for any game, it's-, it's crazy early, but, like, the fact that it's Kingdom Hearts 3, it... It's kind of funny to me. Like I know you guys have been waiting so long, and like just to have it, like possibly this scumbag pulls it off the
0: line a month and a half early,
2: trying to spoil it for people. Oh my god! Like you guys go through a fucking war zone just to play this game. You know what I mean? Like you suffered the ten year drought. You know you've you fucking don't have any idea what the story might be. Like there's twenty side games. (laughs) It's like crazy, man. I feel for you guys. You know.
1: Yeah, (laughs) this is horrible. I mean. Hey, just don't, you know, don't interact with this, you yeah. know, avoid this as much as possible, right? But that's uh, that's a that's an early leak.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that and I think especially for this game, it's a particularly shitty one. Cuz it's been in development for so long and like we've already had a lot of it shown. So like I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to do that for anybody um but you know just do your best to avoid this right like try not to be like searching kingdom hearts 3 on youtube or, or reddit or twitter or whatever because there be spoilers so really like try to avoid it i know we've got a while here but we've waited this long gang we we, we can make it another month and a half um so i did just want to read real quick there's a um official statement from the game's director tetsuya Nomura. Uh, which, you know, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you know Nomura. Uh, and he, he, uh, made a public statement, uh, on behalf of the game, so I do just want to read his words here. "'We're aware that a small portion of Kingdom Hearts 3 has been circulating online before its official release. We're also aware as to how it all, how this has all happened.' We're sorry to see this cause concern amongst our fans who are excited for the release. The whole team has been working together since yesterday night Japan time to investigate what we can do to better the situation but we would like to ask that you do not share these videos. The game's epilogue and secret movie which are the biggest spoilers in this game are planned to be released at a later date just in case so they will not be shown before the game's release. We want everyone to be able to equally experience the full game after its release so we ask for your continued support on this matter. We're also very grateful that our fans have been warning Each other already about the spoilers. Thank you very much. We're one month out here from the release, so let's enjoy the game together when it releases on January 29th, 2019. Tatsunomura. So yeah, I I wanted to just throw throw up the smoke on this one because, like you said, uh, grateful that the fans are warning each other out here. Wanted to use our platform to warn you, Kingdom Hearts fans out there. We know we got some in our audience, uh, so. You know, uh, if you do get the game spoiled for you, or you want to go seek out these spoilers, that's on you. But I, I would also personally ask you don't share them. Don't be that person. You know, at the very least, uh, don't share it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't put someone else in that position if they don't want it spoiled for them. You know. Yeah, I'm totally agreed with that. I, uh, <laughs> I've been waiting like twelve years for this game. You know, so please don't ruin it for somebody. Uh, so moving right along. Um Discord is not ready to give up on the online storefront fight just yet. Uh, so we talked last week about uh, Epic Games Store and how it seemed like this was going to be a real kind of nail in the coffin of Discord's efforts. Uh, and Discord is not ready to give up that fight, even though, you know, Epic's got some more resources than them. Uh, they're prepared to up the ante here. So, Discord posted a blog post called Why Not 90 10? <laughs> the TLDR that they have at the top is in 2019, the Discord store will allow all developers to self publish games with a 9010 revenue split. So, so, funny.
2: I, in like yeah. One of the top five most inflammatory opening statements. But I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> Absolutely beautiful like, we see her 85, 90, bitch, whatever. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, they go on to talk about kind of the history of Discord and then, you know, like how there were all these different platforms that were doing it. And they were like, why can't we do it the right way, right? So they did it the right way. And here's the part where they talk about their new game service. So we asked ourselves a few more questions. Why does it cost 30% to distribute games? is this the only reason developers are building their own stores and launchers to distribute to dit- to distribute games. I don't know why I'm having such a hard saying that <laughs> word. Turns out, it does not cost 30% to distribute games in 2018. After doing some research, we realized, we discovered that we can build amazing developer tools, run them, and give developers the majority of the revenue share. So starting in 2019, we are going to extend access to the Discord store and our extremely efficient game patcher by releasing a self-serve game publishing platform. No matter what size, from AAA to single-person teams, developers will be able to self-publish on the Discord store with 90% of revenue share going to the developer. The remaining 10% covers our operating costs, and we'll explore lowering it by optimizing our tech and making things more efficient. We will also empower developers to communicate with their players by improving verified servers, extending their ability to add great content to the activity feed, and more. We believe if we iterate and work with developers, we can reverse platform fragmentation in the game industry while connecting developers and players closer together. Lastly, we will continue to focus on what's brought 200 million people to the Discord sorry, to Discord so far, top-tier voice, video and text chat. We're constantly working on making Discord better, faster, stronger, and we have a slew of new features coming out in the, in the next couple of weeks and months, including some of our top requested features on our official feedback site. We see you as always, we're thankful for everyone who supported Discord this far. You're amazing, and you make coming to work every day so inspiring for all of us. We look forward to the amazing ways we continue to support players and developers in the future. So, uh, this is this is baller, I have to say. Like, obviously, it's a cool announcement. I, I think we talked last week about how the, um, you know, the having a better more developer-friendly marketplace where they're making more money is a super positive thing for the industry uh this is even a better offer than epic store and it seems like it's even easier to self-publish and to get you know smaller games out there uh so this could be a huge boon for indie developers which is awesome um and and again you know like i made the case when they announced this news the first time and we talked about with epic competition is good if the if even if neither of these stores end up becoming the thing to dethrone Steam, they sure as hell might force Steam to update some of their practices, to become a little more developer-friendly, uh, to make a sweeter deal for consumers. You know? And that's ultimately going to benefit us and the people that make games, it seems. So what do we think about this?
1: Um, you know, I have a very similar opinion to the one that I did last week when we talked about epic and their stance. Um th- this is cool, you know? Um mm-hmm. it's great for the developers, but again, this really isn't saying anything for the gamers. So, I don't know that this is something that really impacts us. Um but as far as your point about um competition and how that how that, you know, impacts the situation. Great. You know, 10% is better. Than whatever it was, twenty percent or whatever the hell it was. Um, but other than that, I, I really don't have any other opinions. Do you think Discord being a thing that you already use helps it at all? Yeah, I think this Discord being something that people are already messing with is a huge is a huge boon. I mean, like I said last time, Epic, you know, they're they're, they're this is a newer thing for them. You know, right? Like they're they're not as established in this regard as Discord or Steam, right? Yeah, excluding the fact that they do
0: have the obviously
1: the massive install base of Fortnite. Sure. Yeah. 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 Other than that, people think people think about them for that. Yeah. Um, not necessarily everything else that they have going on. So, um, I think that Discord has a leg up in this regard, and, but at the same time, I'm not sure that people are flocking to. Uh, any of these places because of the cut that developers are being offered so in the grand scheme of things I'm not sure how much it matters but I think Discord is better served to benefit from this because of how many people are already on Discord that are actively engaging with Discord
0: yeah yeah I definitely think that does that does sweeten the deal I think it makes it more likely for you to be less concerned about fragmenting your software library if you're fragmenting it to a place that you're already on all the time.
1: You yeah, know, absolutely. Uh,
0: so you know, I think obviously there's not too much else to add to this aside from what we've already said. Thompson, do you have any anything you want to add here before we move on? Uh, you know 90 is better than
2: 80 whatever and i use discord as well so obviously i interact with that and i see the store more than i'm ever going to see the epic store and yeah if i'm at any sort of a case study i i definitely agree you know i think that it's got a better chance because of that shit
0: but there is at least for people who aren't fortnite players yeah there isn't
2: anything i have bought yet let me put that out too (laughs) so you know I mean, I don't buy that much, but there still isn't anything I have bought on the Discord store. so
0: Not yet. Not, Not yet. We shall see. So moving right along, uh, we also got the first look oh at God. the uh, official poster for the Sonic <laughs> yeah. the Hedgehog movie. Why is this news? Get out of here. And are you kidding me? Because it set the fucking internet ablaze. I know. This I know. is the first thing I've ever seen Like every Sonic fan in the world agree on. 2d 3d like you're a furry whatever people did not like this i can't believe
2: because the sonic fandom is so open to anything (laughs) i can't believe there's
0: something that unilaterally was just like nah (laughs) not this time they're like i am i'm fucking not about this at all (laughs) i I, I really am shocked it's so funny it's so funny because like i saw it and i was like okay this is super weird like the fact that he has like very like humanoid proportions is very like strange to me. But like it it certainly didn't give me like the vitriol yeah, that it yeah. seemed
1: to give most people.
0: Like people were mad. And yeah, it was, yeah.
1: Definitely. It was it was something else. I gotta tell you, you know, I really was not bad I like annoyed about this. I wasn't mad. Um because I don't feel like we saw enough to at least in my opinion, to judge too, too harshly. Um, I think this is, it's a little weird looking, but I don't know what anyone expected they were going to get from a movie in which Sonic the Hedgehog was going to be the main character and it wasn't going to be, you know, like a fully animated film where they were super traditional. We all knew that it wasn't going to be that. So, I'm not sure what the expectation was. Um, I think that Things like this look weird. Even though Detective Pikachu, like the Pokemon, they look fine. Look at Mr. Mime. That's like nightmare fuel, right? Like, (laughs) at some point, when you're using characters that are not supposed to exist in real life, and you're taking them out of their element, and you're making them look more like they're right next to you, it's horrifying. So, when we see the fullness of this Sonic, it very well may be horrifying, but I point to Detective Pikachu. I thought that was going to be awful in terms of how it looked. It doesn't look awful. At least not all of them do. So this, I don't feel like we've seen enough to be as angry as people are. I'm I'm not optimistic, but I'm cautious. You know, I'm (laughs) cautiously neutral about this.
0: Yeah, I I largely feel the same way. Like, like again, I agree that this looks fucking weird. Like his weird, like humanoid (laughs) hands and stuff. Like, it's strange. It's really strange but yeah you're totally right man like we don't know what this is really going to look like and you know like wait until we see a trailer or something yeah, You know,
1: if we're going to dunk on it let's wait until we've seen the proper footage let's wait until they've seen what they, what they want us to see of this character in motion Sonic is all about motion so if, if the movement looks great I think people will be singing a different tune
0: I agree I definitely agree uh, I think the thing that was the most standout to me, right? Like when I went on Twitter to like offer my hot take about this before I saw that everybody was like freaking the hell out. I, I had to just make a joke about it because I love how on the, the poster it says from the producer of the Fast and mm. the Furious. Yeah. And I was like, how is that not a joke? Like, like how that. is that actually like what happened? And there's not like a pun in that because that's so fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, the other thing that I, I thought was a little funny, where's the, uh, what's the, te- a whole new speed of hero? Yeah, a
2: whole new speed of hero! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my god. I largely Whoa. wrote this whole poster off at first, and then I, like, the next day found out that, like, everyone was, like, seething in rage over it or something, and that just got me thinking, like, Holy shit, dude. Like I, I can't I really can't remember a time when so many people, like Sonic fans, were so
0: against something like together. So aligned. Like yeah. so on the same page. It's like, yeah, no. You know what? <laughs> so I was actually uh if, if you're a regular listener of the show, you you know our boy Ed from the Party Nerds. I was on their um their uh video game awards episode and this was one of the things we talked about in that same uh, that same episode. And um one of, the, one of the guys on the show made a joke where he's like, man, he's like, you Sonic fans don't know what you want. And I was like, listen, we all agree that we don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's one thing that we could all unite against, it's this gangly-looking motherfucker. <laughs> but like I said, I'll, I'm totally prepared to reserve judgment. Because, again, I think, Sean, Detective Pikachu is a perfect perfect analogy this is a film that i was so excited for because i was ready to like hate watch it and be like this is going to be hilarious to get drunk and go see with the video game pals you know but now i think it actually looks like it's going to be genuinely like fun and enjoyable and guess what this might be that too jim carrey is still playing dr robotnik everyone let's not forget that
2: (laughs) honestly (laughs) I, i might like this movie like, unironically. Just because of, I, like, you know, it might turn out to be that case where I walk away and go, that was the best song I think I've seen in, like, 20 years, you know?
0: <laughs> Jury's out, man. Like, I'm not, I like Sean said, I'm not hopeful, but Venom and the Detective Dude. Pikachu trailer have proven, have proved to me that anything can, anything's possible. Not just that. <laughs> you have
2: Venom. You have the Let's Go games. You have Detective Pikachu. Yeah. There's so many things this year that were like, no, no way. No, no, no. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? Is it's not just even okay? It's good, you know. <laughs> as as Phil likes to say,
1: could be good. Well, you I, know, I, I, would, I would also like to offer um, before we move on that Tim Miller, who directed the original Deadpool, is an executive producer on this. Oh my god! god. In, <laughs> That's crazy. in the IGN uh, article, they do have words from him. So if he's speaking on it, then that executive producer title is probably not just for show. It's probably legit. Yeah. Um. And they also talk about the fact that they are really impressed themselves with the way that his movement in the film is going to look. So, if that's the case, you know, they could be, you know, bullshitting, right? Obviously. Um, but if they're really that happy with the way that his movement looks, I feel kind of confident. We probably that, will that, be too. Right, that that part at least will be good. Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik? That sounds insane. I had more of a reaction to that than I did to the to the uh, poster. Same,
2: but, same here.
1: <laughs> but um, I I bet he's gonna fucking nail it though. Honestly, he might. He might. Um, I can't wait to see him with that
0: with like some kind of crazy bushy mustache. <laughs> like that's gonna be
1: phenomenal. Are you oh kidding God. me? But I think that. Based on the year that we've had, as Thompson pointed out, uh, and based on some of the things that we have seen, especially with Detective Pikachu, I don't think that there's a need to rush to judgment here. Yeah,
0: I agree. And I think think there's a really good chance that this is an enjoyable
1: movie, one way or the other. Yeah, it doesn't need to be... You know the best movie of all time. It could be, you know, yeah, okay. He might look weird, and maybe the story's not so great. But I think if the movement is cool, if Jim Carrey brings his A game, and if there's, if it's fun, all right, whatever, you know, fine. Like worst case scenario, it's gonna be
0: a fucking meme factory, <laughs> yeah. which like, like that's that seems worth it for the price of admission, you know, sure. like yeah. whatever. Like how good was a Sonic the Hedgehog movie ever gonna be?
2: Yeah, right. And this is this is actually my most anticipated sonic project in the last like decade. So <laughs> I am I'm I'm willing to go full in on this one and oh, say like, man. you know, I'm I'm probably just going to enjoy it at this point regardless of anything. So cuz it's it's ridiculous. So why not? Could be good. <laughs> Could be good. Oh, it That's all I got to say. i say mean, it's, it it's, it's going to be good. Let's just say that. Thompson's
0: out on a limb. Thompson's say, out on a limb. He's going to
2: say it's going to be good. Christmas all Miracle. Right. It's, it's going to be at least
0: a 7 out of 10. There you go. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm down. Bare minimum. I'm down with that. Oh my gosh. All right. So, <laughs> moving right along. In less exciting news, uh, no, just kidding. Uh, so, Spawn is returning cut. to the world of fighting games uh, and coming to Mortal Kombat 11. According to, uh, Ed (laughs) Boon. Or no, not Ed Boon. Why did I say that? That's, that's the Mortal Kombat guy. Todd McFarlane. (laughs) Todd McFarlane has confirmed, uh, that, that the character would be coming, um, to Mortal Kombat 11 in a Reddit AMA. When he was asked if he would let NetherRealm Studios use Spawn for the next game, he said, quote, I believe he's on his way. Uh, so, obviously... This has thrown uh, the Mortal Kombat, you know, community into, uh, you know, full, like, crazy, oh, uh, you know, whatever. Like, it, 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 it goes from being a thing of, like, that would be cool to be like, all right, well, now it seems pretty fucking guaranteed that he's coming to the game, right? So, uh, this is obviously cool news. You know, if you're a Spawn fan, I think even if you're a Mortal Kombat fan and, you know, not super into Spawn, like, he feels like a good addition you know, to the uh, to the franchise, I feel like he's similar kind of aesthetic. You know, his his overall style, I feel like fits with with the Mortal Kombat um, you know vibe, and uh, you know, obviously Hell and Hellfire and all that kind of stuff is a major theme throughout Mortal Kombat. So, Spawn seems like a totally totally good
1: pick. This is like the best thing they could have said because. Everybody wanted Spawn in Injustice 2. We didn't get him. And now, if he's coming to Mortal Kombat, that's e- an even better fit. Because, yes, I wanted to beat the shit out of Superman with Spawn. But now, I can murder everyone in the Mortal Kombat universe with Spawn and have it be actual murder. And visceral, um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, this is great. I think it's a match made in hell. And I can't wait. <laughs>
2: Honestly, I think the last time I had Spawn in a fighting game was like one of the Soul Calibers from Soul you know, Calibur Two. Well, on yeah, Xbox. like what forever yep. ago? I mean, it 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 just feels like such a an easy pick almost, right? It's like it's fucking Spawn. Like he's he's just he's made for this. <laughs> like it's it's like Soul Calibur. was great, you know. But like Mortal Kombat, it's like mm, oh, that's where he belongs. You know, that is the spot. You know, yeah. You shoved oh, in yeah. <clears throat> the last game. They shoved in like you know. One of the last games, I don't know which one exactly, but, you know, Freddy Krueger,
0: like, the Alien was there and stuff. It's like, those
2: are crazy picks. Spawn makes more sense than them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like it... it, Yeah, no, I agree. Like, Jason, Freddy, and even Alien were all weird choices. I thought Predator made sense when they did him. Yeah, I could see Um, that. Um... And Kratos was an awesome yeah. pick. He's another one where it's like, yeah, man, yeah. I hope they bring Kratos back for this one too, because I would love to have Spawn and Kratos go fucking toe to toe in an axe fight. That would be badass. And now
2: we're just like, let's re- give up, you know, on and have PlayStation All Stars Two come back. You know,
0: like <laughs> <we're> starting <laughs> going to that territory. Like, yo, get me too excited. He, I, don't, don't even play. I would love PlayStation All Stars Two. Yeah, man. I mean, we really, <laughs> really need that
1: game, please. Before, so you I want to defend the other characters that you guys mentioned as as playable in prior Mortal Kombat games. The thing about Mortal Kombat is that it's weird, right? And yeah. I feel like there there isn't anyone you could put in it and go, that's crazy. I mean, you'd go, yeah, that's crazy. But then you go, okay, why not? Like, th- there's all these realms and everything else. Like, yeah, okay, wow. Kratos comes from another realm to this one because reasons and he makes sense, you know, and, it, and it's all it's all good. Do I want to kill people with Freddy in a video game? Yes, I actually do. <laughs> he so. was cool too. Like he was
0: <laughs> he was a fun character. His kit was really cool. Yeah.
1: Why not? Yeah, and, I, and by I, the way, makes way more sense than Link and Spawn and Oh, Hader uh, yeah. in Soul Caliber. Yeah, yeah. You sure, put those that. characters in Mortal Kombat. I think that makes way more sense. Honestly,
2: the only one that really baffled me was Alien, because I was just like, "That's just weird for me." But other than that,
0: like, I, I love the Alien franchise. I was, I was happy. I was for. not against any of those characters. Yeah, yeah. Just to clarify, right? <laughs> I was I think, like,
2: baffled though by Alien.
0: <laughs> to your point, you could put anybody in Mortal Kombat who fits two criteria. Who is capable of bloody murder, and you can show being killed by a bloody murder. Yes. There you go. Yep. That works. That's all you need. Let's get Wolverine in there. Why not? <laughs> Dude. I mean, see, that would work. That's, that's yeah, that would be sick. Yeah. yeah. That would be sick.
2: Yeah, man, I'd love to have some like, X-Men show up, some Marvel crossovers, some, like, anything really. Fuck it. Let's just make a, a fighting game of our own. We'll have the Dream Team. We'll just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> We'll do it, man. We'll all learn code. And we'll all make a Discord store for 90%.
0: What's that fighting game where, like, it's like a fan-driven thing and everybody, like, Like puts on their own character? Mugen, Mugen. Mugen. Yeah, Yeah, we got to make our own Mugen mod. Oh, my God, dude. Some of them are amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Love
0: that. Uh, But that does take us into a little segment I like to call The Random Question of the Week! You gotta be
1: careful, man. You lose your voice. Mm.
0: Yeah, I know, dude. Shit. Mm. <laughs> okay, we're coming up on the end of the year. <laughs> um. So I already threw out Wolverine here, but what other characters do you think we might see come to the fray now? Now that we've seen Spawn get thrown out there, we've seen lots of other comic crossovers in Injustice Two. We've had these horror characters, you know, wish list stuff. Aside, you can throw out a crazy character like Wolverine or something like that. Who do you think could actually make the cut? Hmm.
1: Oh, oh. It's tough.
0: It's tough.
2: I feel like a lot of them, uh, the picks are motivated usually by, like, you know, popular stuff. Like, you know, like the alien might have a new movie coming out. So, like, hey, it makes sense, you know, like uh, something like that. So I'm just going purely by that kind of standard, I feel like maybe Deadpool could fit in there somehow because he's been very popular. In the last couple of years, something like Deadpool, Venom, like an X—not like an X Men necessarily, but like one of those antiheroes from the Marvel world. I think they'd fit think, really well.
0: I think Deadpool would be a good pick. Yeah, I think he yeah. definitely would make sense as well.
2: I could, I could see it because you know he could get chopped up into bits and like whatever, and he's crazy and he fits. You know, like really, like the criteria you mentioned before, like that's simple for him. He kills yeah. people, you know, brutal and he can get eviscerated and just come back from it anyway so
0: how yeah like how funny would it be if like uh whenever like you know deadpool like, gets his head chopped off or something like that right and then he's just like still talking <laughs> yeah exactly you know? i mean it, so it works, you know
2: like that could be really funny he could fatality him and it was just like he wouldn't shut up you know it's like oh my god because what yeah.
0: was it was it scorpions or was it sub-zeros where you pull the head out and the spine still connected i think that was scorpion I how think, I how think. sick would it be to like bring that back and it's like Deadpool's head and he's just like, ah, crap. You know, yeah, like? right, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, so I could see one of them.
0: Fitting, that could be funny.
2: Know, some One of them people like, you know, just uh, I don't know. I don't remember how many other Injustice crossovers there were or whatever.
0: I mean, there was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There was uh, Hellboy. 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 Hell- oh, shit. I forgot about Hellboy. Yeah,
2: yeah dude. Mm. Damn. Damn, I actually never got a chance to play that.
1: That sounds so much fun, like playing yeah, Hellboy. He was good too.
0: Um, so actually, you got to bring that down and come visit us.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna head over there in uh, January. So hell yeah, Ooh, cool. Um, I think that Deadpool would be amazing. I just feel like Marvel's a little bit stingy, yeah, yeah, uh, or protective, yeah, of okay. their IP. Makes sense. Um, it's tough because they've done so many of these these games and had all these different kind of characters appear already. I think the only character that I feel like is super popular right now that has not made an appearance but don't ask me how they'd implement it is It.
0: I was just oh, thinking that.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's actually
2: really really tight. I could I Yeah, I mean there's definitely ways to like implement it, you know, that would, you know, silly like balloon attacks and shit, who knows, you know. Like but the fact that he is a Force of pure dark light, which means he can generate like whatever weapon or problem to hurt people he wants, is pretty much like all that he needs to write it off, you know.
0: Like, he's just designed to be a force, so it works, yeah. You know, who I was thinking they might bring into the frame is uh, Chucky because there's, there's a child's a yeah, reboot yeah,
1: yeah. right around the corner. I, that. Yeah. I actually do, the only problem is. That physic physically that would make it very difficult because Chucky is so little, tiny. It little would tiny yeah. be very, very hard to hit. And His
0: hitbox would be like fucked up. Yeah,
1: that that yeah. wouldn't be fair. So that might preclude them from doing that. But I was thinking like
0: maybe they could do something like they did with Yoda in uh Soul Calibur, you know, where like he has like a lot of <sighs> launch attacks. Like I would
2: say yeah, but I feel like that only works in Soul Calibur. You know what I yeah. mean? Because Soul Calibur is so unique with the up and down, like, block, and like a lot of moves, you know, yeah, go from yeah. high, high, low, you know, and like j- just even like the, the the spacing of the characters in that game. Uh, well, yeah, like Mortal Kombat has that, that spacing too, but I feel like Soul Calibur's rhythm
1: plays better to that kind of shit. Also, in Soul Calibur, every single person has a weapon. Where yes. Is that except, yeah. <laughs> hey, except Taihachi that one time
2: when
0: he showed up. That's true. In both games, because <laughs> he apparently can just punch things forever, and that's all they need. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right though. I think he would be more trouble to implement than he might be worth.
2: Yeah, unless he's like standing but... on someone's shoulders or some shit. You know, I mean, like, no. <laughs> or is like he's like standing that. on like his bride. You know, like like Bride and, and Chucky like together, like <laughs> yeah, like, two people. You know, but like that's how it's we all, get Jennifer
0: like, Tilly to come back in that voice. I
1: actually right? just watched that movie randomly, Bride oh, yeah. of Chucky. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, but yeah, uh, I, I I would love to see Chucky somehow. It wouldn't surprise me if they could figure it out. Um, it, it is Netherrealm. That's what they do. You know
2: what? I'd like to see Dracula from the Castlevania show show up just because. <laughs> why not? <laughs> just because why not? I need more. Screw it. <laughs> Let's get a Belmont in there. No, no, the the bad guys. Don't do the good guys. Come on, <laughs> you've already got Simon and Richter in Smash. So <laughs> there's like two good guys in
0: Mortal Kombat. They could use another one. <laughs> and now one of them is evil. right? And is apparently bad. That's what? true.
1: What? Yeah, in the trailer
0: they showed they showed him like turn evil. Yeah, so I mean it's like what well, we got we
1: got. Luke well, King's... I guess
0: there's there's all the good guys' kids now and stuff
2: too. I don't know if it's canonical still, but the one game where Luke King dies becomes a zombie and then everything and like, does that still hold? War? Is he still a good guy, or is he the only one left, or is he dead still? Like, what's up with Luke Kang? Does
0: anyone know? <laughs> Who knows? I don't I know know what's remember. Going on. They, they... I didn't. I didn't play
1: X, so I can't. Mm. At the end of X, um, they like not reset the timeline, but they mess with the timeline so that I'm pretty sure everyone came back. Like, what's going to happen in, in, in Avengers 4 this is yeah, what happened Okay. <laughs> there you go something like that but yeah
0: so I deeply excited for Mortal Kombat 11 can't wait to get back into the, the series and uh, hopefully hopefully we get a couple more really cool announcements like Spawn around the corner yeah so our next bit of fighting game news is a lot less exciting uh, I'm particularly ex- – I, I am excited to hear Sean get upset about it, but that's that's about the only positive thing about this story. So Capcom has taken in-game ads to a, a, a new low, I'm going to say, uh, in Street Fighter V where they are now putting uh, in-game ads onto the characters when they fight, uh, particularly messing up a lot of their really iconic designs. Uh, So I've got an article from Wesley Yin Poole uh, in Eurogamer down below, which you can check out. Um, But I'm I'm not going to read it. I'm just referencing it for screenshots and stuff uh, and some of the info. But like the most egregious examples are, uh, you know, anybody who knows, um, you know, Guile, right, is well known. He's got an American flag, like a USA tattoo on his arm. Which oh is being God. replaced for an ad for the Capcom Pro Tour. Uh, the article itself points out that uh Dalsim's necklace, which is supposed to have the head of orphans who were killed by like a plague, uh, has an ad emblazoned on one of their skulls. M. Bison has it right on his chest, you know. Um yeah, Cammy's got it on the side of her arm and on her tie the tiny it's bit like, of clothing Zangief wears has it <laughs> yeah uh and it's is... you know like it, it, it's just really in bad taste i think you know like even as somebody who's not attached to street fighter like i know these designs and seeing them you know like just have a logo slapped over them is like really it just seems shitty, like, like they have like Akuma's like back patch, you know the that that symbol on the back of his uh, on on his gi is is replaced with with an ad, you know. And it's like
2: I don't know, dude. I'm sorry, I'm looking at these pictures and I'm actually like baffled by this because this is like incredibly
0: egregious and I don't even like play this game. They have the screenshot from his uh, raging demon finisher. And it's, like, literally just, like, a big close-up on his back
1: and an ad, you know? And it's, like, I don't know, dude. Like, this is, uh, <clears throat> this is, this genuinely, I'm not even, no hyperbole, this could be one of the dumbest things that I have ever seen ever in a video game. This is one of the worst ideas of all time. Let me tell you why. Street Fighter Five has had one of the rockiest releases of any Street Fighter game ever. In fact, I would argue it might be the rockiest. Because, yeah, there have been worse Street Fighter games than this by far. This is one of the best Street Fighter games of all time in terms of play. Every single other element has been bad and lambasted by the community. And Capcom, instead of trying to right the ship is going in the other direction. And it doesn't make any sense. People have complained about balance issues. Capcom does nothing. People have complained about the release schedule of characters. Capcom does nothing. Um, there are a lot... Like, story mode. Didn't The game didn't even launch with the story mode. And every other Street Fighter game has had one. This is the only one where they, they didn't put it out at launch. It's a rushed game. Everybody knows that. And Capcom hasn't even really tried to hide it. It's a rushed product. So with all that in mind, what is one of the, the biggest problems that gamers have? Feeling like you're being taken advantage of. With um, on-disc DLC, with DLC in general, all that kind of stuff. Like the developer is grubbing money from you. So how do you ease the concerns of gamers who feel that way? Oh, you put sponsored (laughs) ads onto every single character. What that does is it trivializes what those characters stand for. In what planet would M. Bison or Akuma want to have an emblazoned ad on their back? That doesn't make any sense. And you can make the argument, well, they put holiday costumes out. Okay, yes, they do. But they only put the holiday costumes on characters that they feel are appropriate. And those are fun little things for people who want to buy them. Why would Akuma have a tattoo of the Capcom Pro Tour on his back? Everybody loves Capcom Pro Tour, but we already know it exists. We don't need to be inundated with ads for that on the characters. You want to put an ad in the game? That's fine. They already have levels that showcase Capcom Pro Tour. That's enough. You're ruining the immersion by putting that on top of the characters. Why would Dalzim put that on his fucking necklace? That doesn't make sense. It's dumb. That's one of the worst things I've ever seen. That makes me not want to play the game. And I already don't because of all the other things that are wrong with it. They're killing their own game for no good reason. Because this is not going to lead to any more money. No one cares. On top of that, you get fight money for wearing the sponsored stuff on your character. But it's so little that it's not going to help you. It does nothing for you. This is a joke. How is this real? How is this not an April Fool's joke?
2: I I don't know. I really don't know. I I like, I saw this and thought this can't be good, but I didn't even put together. I forgot that this was the, the the Street Fighter game that had the shitty time the whole time. Like I forgot that that was this one. You know what I mean? And like to to do this on top of it, I feel like the game finally got out of that limelight. You know? That's what I thought at least. I hadn't heard anything like super negative about it, right? And then I see this, and it's disgusting. Like I had a uh, Super Nintendo on my fifth birthday, and I played Street Fighter Two. That was the best time of my life. And to see <laughs> fucking characters that I grew up with, like Dalsim and Guile, have these like just ridiculous fucking patches on them. It's insane, man. Like it's it's weird for me, especially. I hadn't played Street Fighter in a while, but I know they don't look like this. You know what I mean? It's it's just like it. It distracts too much.
0: It's like it's like the video game equivalent of like replacing the S on Superman's chest with a fucking McDonald's logo. Yeah, yeah, like. you know it's, it's you know like, no, that's
2: perfect. That's absolutely what it is. Yeah,
0: like there there are a few video game characters that have designs that are like as iconic as like the Street Fighter roster. Even if you don't give a shit about Street Fighter, you know, and it's like it's just to your
1: point, Sean. It's a really tone deaf move. Yeah, you know? it, it's and disrespectful. It, re- it really is. I'm willing to go that far. We talk about gamer entitlement on this show. Yes. This is a situation where, in my opinion, this is just blatant disrespect towards your fan base, not giving a shit at all, and just wanting to make the maximum dollar on a game that costs $60, that has an expansion, and that has loot boxes and DLC. Are you kidding me? It's got yeah, dude. loot
0: boxes, too. Well, yes. And I think... Wow. I think even aside from just disrespecting uh, the fans cuz I think like you said what's the number one thing that makes a gamer feel turned off or like a, like a company is like grubby, right? Feeling like they're being taken advantage of in a financial sense or feeling like their their fandom, their ownership over the franchise, the time that they've put in, the love that they've given is doesn't mean anything. And this is both and of those. And that's what this <laughs> that this is both of those. Yeah, and and I I think that's the bigger issue, even you know, is that like yeah, like they're trying to advertise for this thing that they run to make more money and all that shit, and like, like you said, there are a lot of acceptable acceptable ways to do that, and they were already doing them, and the yeah. fan base was like, cool, put put the ad on a screen in a in a, you know,
1: a, a level that has places for ads. There's a whole arena that is that is right. the capcom pro tour arena no one cares it's, it's actually awesome right and like that's cool people didn't have a problem with that or like the
0: article from eurogamer points out that there's like the brought to you by yeah. right on no loading screens and stuff that's yeah. fine that's fine i think it's it's honestly uh it's really akin to like the kind of stuff that bugs people like um a good friend of mine is really into football right and he always watches red zone and he doesn't have a problem when there's the, like, brought to you by Amazon and it's, like, on the screen or whatever and it's not interfering with the product. But when they minimize the screen to show you an ad, it's like, dude, you're getting in the way of the thing that I'm paying to watch and experience. And, like, this is that. And it's, like, it's it's a step – it's not just a step too far. It's a step way too far. You know, and, like, it is it is disrespectful to the people that bought, you, bought your game – and I think its its it shows that you don't have respect for the characters and the IP that you've built. And, like, that, to me, is a huge turnoff. Because, like, what's one of the things I always say that I really respect about Nintendo? For the most part, excluding one or two franchise missteps that they've, they've had here or there that I've lambasted them for, they take care of their IP and they respect their IP. And they respect what their IP means to people who've invested years and... Uh, time and love into their ip you know they get what mario means to people they get what zelda
1: means to people could you imagine if mario had a fucking sticker on his head that was promoting uh, whatever anything at all anything no. other than just mario no. that would never nintendo, happen nintendo wouldn't do that no and... who would name one other publisher that exists other than cap crap that would do this. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I even think that there's a tasteful way to do it.
0: Because you know who has done it in a way that people don't mind? Riot with yeah, League of Legends. Yeah, they have done it they, with, they, with League of Legends. For, skins. Uh, yeah. for, for the, the world skins, they always do those. And people fucking love them. Because it's a specialized skin that's just that and it's like oh it's really cool and it's hip and it like has this retro future vibe or this you know like it's it's got the team's logo built into it and like you love the team and it's an optional thing that you can get right if they had done that and made it really dope and cool and it was a free skin that they were just giving you as promo people might have thought it was cool not a thing that they're but, not, not this, not this lazy, just, like you said, just a sticker slapped on an iconic logo,
1: on an right. iconic design. What you that just sucks. described is totally fine. If you want to tell me that Guile took a break from being a family man to go to the Capcom Pro Tour, and he wore his 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 suit that represents the Capcom Pro Tour, and that's a downloadable costume, sure thing. Yep. But a couple's like, not doing that. You put...
0: Right, or you put like Ryu in like a blue gi and it's got the logo on the back because he went to compete and all that kind of stuff. Like that would be cool.
1: Sure. Why not? That's fine. You've already they didn't found even a think way. about it. <laughs> yeah. This is actually I'm just uh so mad about this. No, it's it's actually really
2: egregious, man. Like I didn't know they even had the loot box thing going on with that shit. I knew they had the you know other stuff going on,
0: but like on top of everything, you know, there's so there's so many layers. Man, and it just sucks <laughs> because Capcom has been doing a lot right lately, but man, they are fucking not handling their fighting game franchise as well at all and that's like been their bread and butter for so long and it just feels like they're at
1: every opportunity they're making the wrong decision. And I I I wish we did this. I wish we did this because if we did a worst of the year list, like top 5 worst decisions by a publisher in 2018, this would be my number 1. This is the can- worst Idea I've ever heard of Maybe we'll
0: do that next week I don't know I, I need a show for the last show of the year Maybe we'll do uh We'll do the Pals Awards So we can give out Like our own Razzies of, Like here's the worst shit That happened this year I kinda like that <laughs> uh, yeah, well So I'm so I can't even talk about it No <laughs>
2: No it's fine it's, it's fine
0: it's fine It's a very it's, uh, shitty
2: thing That happened And like
1: Damn Oh Oh Before we move on I just real quick Capcom, why Why is there no new Me- Mega Man game? Where's Mega Man X? Where, where Where? are these classic franchises? We got Mega Man 11. We did get Mega Man 11. Fuck that. Where's <laughs> Mega Man X? Why do they put their franchises on the back burner? You know what's going to happen? There's not going to be a Street Fighter VI. Because... People are not going to play this anymore. And they're going to think it's because people don't care about fighting games anymore. But it's not that. So far it's that from Capcom the truth. screws up. Yeah. If people didn't care about fight uh,
2: fighting games, then Dragon Ball fighters wouldn't have gotten as far as it did.
0: Fighting yeah. games are experiencing a renaissance. Capcom's the only one who's missing out on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing really... more
1: needs to be said.
0: Yeah. So, uh, moving right along... Uh, this is probably going to be your last chance this holiday season to pick up an NES or an SNES classic, uh, as Nintendo is um, uh, reportedly not continuing production on them anymore. Um, so we have a, uh, a article here from Polygon, from Allegra Frank, and uh, the, the pull quote basically here is available through the holiday season, and once they sell out, they're gone. Mm. So we have a quote here from Reggie, um, where he was interviewed by The Hollywood Reporter... And he was saying that once the current stock sells out, that's the end of it, basically. Uh, And he said, we've said that the current systems are the extent of our classic program. We've also been clear that, at least from America's perspective, these products are going to be available through the holiday season. And once they sell out, they're gone, and that's it. And then he's saying that uh, instead, their, their plan now is to focus on increasing their catalog of retro games through the Nintendo Switch Online program you know, that we've already seen uh, have... I think we're up to 30-some-odd NES games now. Um, and that, you know, while it's only NES right now, you know, he he mentioned back in November that they have been planning uh, to bring other consoles to the platform and um, that there is, you know, currently no plans for something like an N64 Classic or beyond right now. So it seems that... Um, You know, we're finally kind of seeing what Reggie's been clear about, but a lot of people just haven't been listening. That uh, this was never intended to be a long-term initiative. It was something that existed to fill a gap in their portfolio while the Switch was ramping up production and struggling to, you know, get enough out there. This was something that you know they sold in the interim, and it was really successful, and they made a lot of money. But it's not something that they that they seem to be planning on doing moving forward. So. Everybody who wants one, get your hands on one while you can. There seem to be plenty available. Anytime I go to a box store, I see at least one or two of one of them. So, uh, you know, now's your chance. Get your hands on them
1: before they're gone. Cool. I think these did their job. I think most people who really wanted it have gotten it. And if they didn't get it yet, they'll probably get it for Christmas. Yep. Um, I don't think there's a huge need for these to stay in the rotation, especially because there's other things that I think we'd like to see Nintendo be more focused on uh, producing.
0: Yep, yeah, and I think, I think they know that, and it seems like that's what this choice is motivated by. Yeah, let them let have it, you know, like the resources for them first, other stuff. I got mine, I'm good. <laughs> yep, yeah, I'm happy. I don't need another one. I got I got both of them, I'm happy. So, uh, yeah, just another little PSA, I guess, you know? If, you're, if you've been on the fence and you've been thinking, oh, they're <laughs> available now, I'll get one when I get one, go get one.
1: Can I ask you guys a quick question? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So with this whole Capcom thing, right?
0: If. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's say. Because my, my, my thing is this. Why is there not more outrage? Let's say this was Nintendo. Let's say this was even Microsoft, right? Wouldn't we just be. Like, not necessarily us on the show, but as gamers. Wouldn't people be losing their shit? Like, wouldn't this be a huge story?
0: I honestly I think, think so.
1: that the reason. I think the
0: reason it isn't is because of what you said—that people are already pissed off. Like yeah, people already yeah. think of of uh, Street Fighter Five as being shit, and it's just another, it's another check against it. It's another tick on the ongoing saga of fuck Street Fighter Five, you know. And it's it's not a new fresh thing. If they had done this at the jump, I think it
1: would have been a way bigger story. But doesn't this say something about like corporate greed? like yeah. it's the maximum greedy thing i think we've seen all year from it, ga- from a gaming it
2: call. really does speak to that like i i agree like i think there's almost no one else that could have pulled this off and had remained like the story could have remained where it is like it's there's outrage right but it's not like you know it's not blowing up and i think that yeah. part of it has to do with just like it's it's capcom and i think a lot of people did write that off and i think um, fortunately uh, You know this is like optimum peak greed and it would not suffice to be any other game i think that didn't have as many checks against it i i don't i don't know if it if it could if anyone else could have really pulled this off i can't think of any other game right now that has you know enough uh enough of a base that they could pull something like this big on it um maybe something like destiny but like everyone's mad at destiny too you know what i mean so it's like maybe not I mean... like they are at this yeah, though you right, know but like, not like that, i don't
0: right. i don't think there's a game like it's that not as like... the ire of its fans as much as street fighter right now. <laughs> right,
2: right that's what i'm saying like, you know it's just like diablo immortal is not not out yet and everyone ha- hates it but like
0: this has been out right and like people like you know i just want to point out this is so bad that for the first time in this show's history sean brought us back to, yeah. an, to an item on wow, the list yeah. and be like, dude, I'm not over this. Like, I, I have, like, I said I had no more to say, but I do, and I'm pissed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we've talked about anything on this show that I've been more upset about. This is really disgusting.
0: I, I mean, especially.
1: But that's okay. all I got.
2: No, no, especially I can I can tell you know it's it's fine, man. You you have a love of fighting games, and like this is a game that you've talked about many times over, and I've seen it get shit on by the company who made it. It's not you guys, you know, and like to see them just like take another dump on you, like especially at this point of the year, you know. We're like we almost went through the whole year without hearing like this much shit, and then all of a sudden the Capcom's like, and eh, just like I think it take another blow. I mean, it's like an abusive relationship at this point, you know. At least with Kingdom Hearts three, you're getting the game, you know what I mean. At
1: least you're getting it. You know, and you know what's so embarrassing too. <laughs> last point, the Capcom Pro Tours this weekend, and there you go. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, man. Oh my god, what were you
0: fucking? You know what? You know what? I think this really speaks to. Is this is a decision that would never be made by a game developer or or a PR person, right? This is exactly. like. Is who are the people corporate. that are really on the on the fuck who are the real boots on the ground, you know? Like when you really talk about who gets a game made and sold, it's the developer and it's the PR department and you better believe this came from a suit. You know? Or if not, if not, that motherfucker deserves to lose their job because this is such a bad idea. Reggie would thought this. of
1: this should not have a
2: job. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's probably a committee of people, and that's even better, because it probably was a group consensus that said this is definitely the best way to make truckloads of cash again, or something, you know, close to that. So, <laughs> How about you buy an ad on television? I mean, they could.
0: <laughs> it's like, rather than shit on your fan base, you know? Nobody watches TV. Right.
2: And then put it on... Yeah, I don't know, you know? but
0: what, uh, you, you, you know what you could have done? Partnered with Twitch? Yeah,
2: so anything. Dude, like, I think there's really almost nothing... That we have, you know, like we, we're just spitballing ideas, and like every one of these is better. You know what I mean? Like from the beginning of this story till now, there's so many ways you could have handled this better. It's just crazy. It's it's so out of touch. You know what I mean? With yeah, Pete. Yes. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. No, it's just so out of touch with, with with like everything. You know, especially if the game is in that state already. Yeah. It's, it a, it's absolutely insane. You know, like they, they are they're out of their minds. Like like what Sean said too, like, where's Mega Man X? Like, I am dying for some It's Mega- relax. you know, but like, okay,
1: you're <laughs> relax. Do you know how bad Capcom is- the only this reason is like, why yeah. there isn't more Mega Man X is because they destroyed the franchise in the they early games? Sure they, they drove they drew drove that thing right into the ground. Right. I don't have any reason to have faith in Capcom anymore. I don't My either. My two favorite franchises they've ruined. Mega Man 11 was good. Yeah, but where's Mega Man X? And it's coming. I, and I got to say, coming. I'm you one don't of the know biggest. That. You don't work there. And they oh. already <laughs> ruined it. They already ruined it. They ruined their own franchise.
2: I gotta say, man, I'm one of the biggest Resident Evil fans, and, like, 7 was good, but, like, holy shit, did we have to go through hell to get to 7, and, like... But
0: 7 was really good! I and understand! And Monster Hunter World was good! I'm just saying!
1: Mm, I it's- know, but that doesn't leave me oh having faith. Oh my god, faith. this is
2: not the time to be
1: a fucking apologist for Capcom! The- as I'm saying, <laughs> this shit. does not
2: leave me with faith in the company that I had to suffer through as much as I did to get to 7, you know what I'm saying? And even then, like, it's just, like, that sucks, I- knowing that you're gonna go through this slump again. <laughs> Yeah, where the fuck is Mega Man it, X
0: at? Where is he hiding under? Like, it's on. just, it's just funny because like I definitely don't mean to be, apo- be an apologist. I just feel like I'm that the like in that meme where it's like, just stop! You're killing them! <laughs> like <laughs> like well, you maybe guys they are just need to be like, down like Capcom's down. just on the ground and it's like that scene from fucking American History yeah. X where you're just like car stomping yeah. over. like <laughs> yeah, like I the wish.
2: printer from Office Space. But maybe <laughs> it needs to have three people standing around and kicking it with and beating it with a bat before really someone realizes. Don't fucking do this to your game. <laughs> and, and, like, maybe be with the ear to the ground a little better and listen to what fans, like, you know, they, they, fighting games are on the up and up. And how the hell is it that this game, you know, Capcom, Street Fighter, of all things, which is, to me, fighting games, right? It's fallen from grace, man. Yeah. It is so, fallen from but grace. But it's their decisions that did it. It's not like they.
1: Because 4 was bad, too, right? Like, people didn't like 4 either, No, right? 4 is an amazing game. Okay, and they so didn't do was, they didn't do anything stupid like this before. Was either. it
0: three the one that people didn't like then? I know that there was another one that people really three didn't like. Three is the like.
1: best fighting game of all time.
0: What's the one I'm fucking
1: thinking of? Whatever.
0: Okay, doesn't matter. Shows my lack of Street Fighter knowledge. Um, so Sean, uh, to protect you, I tried to put that Nintendo one as a buffer of just <laughs> like, hey, this is a thing. But now we're just we're moving right into the next thing that's gonna yeah. make you really Can sad. Can
2: I cry a little more over this next one? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, so I don't
0: I know you guys are fired up. Let's fucking go, baby. So um, I'm going to start with the announcement where I, I learned this news from Jason, Jason Schreier, what an actual real video games reporter looks like. Uh, and he said on Twitter, As I've reported, Blizzard has been told to cut costs and ship more games, linked to an article he did in the past about this very subject. Uh, so today's news on Heroes of the Storm, which is scaling down and losing developers, makes a lot of sense. It's been Blizzard's least successful game by far. My sympathies to hardcore Heroes of the Storm players and to Blizzard folks who loved working on the game. So uh, I will right now read from the uh, the actual blog post that um, that they made on the subject over on the uh, the Blizz blog, and uh, it says Heroes of the Storm news. We're constantly changing and evolving not only our games, but how we support and grow them. This evolution is vital to our ability to continue doing what we love to do, making great games. And that's what makes Blizzard, Blizzard. Over the past several years, the work of evaluating our development processes and making hard decisions has led to new games and other products that we're proud of. Now, we have more live games and unannounced projects than at any point in the company's history. We're also at a point where we need to make some of our talented, excuse me, talented developers. I'm sorry. Let me read that again. We're also at a point where we need to take some of our talented developers and bring their skills to other projects. As a result, we've made the difficult decision to shift some developers from Heroes of the Storm to other teams, and we're excited to see the passion, knowledge, and experience that they'll bring to these projects. This isn't the first time we've had to make tough choices like this. Games like Diablo 2, World of Warcraft, Starcraft 2, Overwatch, and more would not exist had we not made similar decisions in the past. Despite this change, or sorry, despite the change, Heroes of the Storm remains our love letter to Blizzard's world and and, and characters. We'll continue actively supporting the game with new heroes, themed events, and other content that our community loves, though the cadence will change. Ultimately, we're setting up the game for long-term sustainability. We're so grateful for the support the community has shown from the beginning, and the development team will continue to support Heroes with the same passion, dedication, and creativity that has made the game such a unique experience. We've also evaluated our plans around Heroes Esports. After looking at all of our priorities and options in light of the change with the game, the Heroes Global Championship and Heroes of the Dorm will not return in 2019. This was another very difficult decision for us to make. The love that the community has for these programs is deeply felt by everyone who works on them. But we ultimately feel that this is the right decision versus moving forward in a way that would not meet the standards that players and fans have come to expect. While we don't make these decisions lightly, we do look uh, to the future... Okay, that's just a weird sentence. Yes. <laughs> we do look to the future excited about what the decisions will mean for our other live games and all the projects we've had in the works. Or we have in the works, excuse me. We appreciate all of our hardworking developers and everyone in the Blizzard community and we look forward to sharing many more epic gaming experiences with you in the future. Jay Allen Brack and Ray Gresco. So, uh, Sean, as our resident Blizz boy, as the number one Heroes of the Storm
1: fan that I know, what's your take on this? This sucks, Uh, this is really awful, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and if you guys will allow me, I'd like to break it down. So, when it comes to HOTS, um, I think everybody knew that it wasn't as popular as a lot of other Blizzard games, Um, that's fair, that's fine, but Blizzard supported it like every one of their other games, and they had HTC and Heroes of the Dorm and all that, and that was all good. Heroes of the Storm, or, I'm sorry, HTC, ended at BlizzCon 2018, and there wasn't the immediate announcement that it would be returning. And I'm fairly sure that there wasn't an immediate announcement about OWL either for Overwatch. Like, they didn't immediately say when it would be coming back. Um, I think that's true. Sorry? I said I think that's true, yeah. yeah. So, I didn't feel like there was a ton of reason to be concerned because if it's if it's true for if they're doing it for Overwatch, then they're probably just reevaluating their plans and figuring out dates and whatnot. Mm. Um, especially because people within the community said that they had been told that HTC would be coming back. Now, what changed the game was when we heard that Activision, um, like what Jason Schreier said, that Activision was saying to Blizzard, "You need to cut costs and ship more games." that then the writing was on the wall because one of the
0: big things was that uh sorry to interrupt you but i know that um just recently i think it was like the cfo or one of the really high-ranking people from blizzard stepped down and a uh, activision exec took that place
1: yep yep absolutely and i'm fairly sure that there was some commentary that they were unhappy with the performance of heroes of the storm once that came out, it was clear that that's, that HTC was not going to come back and that something was going to happen with, with HOTS that we weren't going to be happy with. And that's exactly what took place here. And it, and it sucks. It sucks because I think this is a move motivated by money, by Activision wanting more money. 1,000%. And not a move. Sorry? 1,000%. That's what it yeah. is. Not a move that Blizzard themselves would have made had they not had Activision breathing down their neck. What this, the un, unintended consequence of this is that now, um, more people will stop playing Hots.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which. And that's unfortunate. I, I can't. I, I really, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a bliss boy too, right? But I can't. Speak oh, yeah. How enough, uh, joy Hots has given me. You know what I mean? Like, I love StarCraft and everything, but I consistently find myself going back to Hots. And it's a. It's like. I really do think it's my favorite MOBA. Like, I know that, you know, Pete, you don't feel the same way, and, like, I know you rather, like, do League and stuff, and, like, it's, like, whatever, yeah. but, like, I really love Hots, like, the more I've played it, you know, like, I started doing Ranked, like, a couple months ago, and now, I and then I saw this announcement, and I was, like, I don't even know why I, you know, bothered doing that chunk. Like, I feel like when they remove the tournaments and everything, like, now nah, I'm not gonna compete in them, but that's a shot, you know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't help the game in any way. Um And it, it feels like... Shitty to know that I started just getting so much more into it right when the pace of the game started scaling back more. You know what I mean? Um, and sure, it's going to be a great game still, and it's going to have the same stuff going on. But just knowing that that's the decision they had to make, saying like we can't even host these tournaments, um, it's so unlike you know even a, a dying game. You know, or like it's not dying, but even like a um, a Blizzard game that doesn't perform well, doesn't pull that crap. You know what I mean? And it, it, it hurts you know it cuts it cuts down um like we were saying with capcom before man it's like i feel um you know like you you definitely took something out of it you know what i mean like it's it it's not gonna make millions of dollars i guess more than they wanted but um i, I don't feel good about this at all you know this is it's one of the most hurtful blizzard slash you know game things that they've ever done you know for for me and uh i've, I've dealt with a lot of crap you know <laughs> Um, I really didn't even get that mad at Diablo Immortal.
1: Like, this actually really bothered me, you know? The other wrinkle that I wanted to add was that uh, earlier in the year, or not, not, not this year, but um, they released uh, Heroes of the Storm 2.0, which brought a lot of people into the game. That's how oh, I yeah. got into the game. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, That's really HBO where I started in earnest, yeah. Yeah. But that and, was what,
0: last year or two years ago now? believe it was last year I think it was yeah. last year. year it was last year yeah I guess um, it must have been because it was around the time that we started doing Vgp
1: yeah so when they did that one of the things that they did was that they made it so you couldn't outright buy things that you necessarily wanted that was mm-hmm. something you complained about Pete mm-hmm. um and <laughs> a lot of people uh felt like you do about that issue where it's like I want to spend money on this game let me do that Um, and so it's kind of funny to see that they're saying that this game is not profitable when they didn't offer you more ways to spend money on the game. If you wanted to, there are a lot of, there are a lot of, um, um, responsible and acceptable ways to offer people means to spend money within your game. That don't feel offensive. What Capcom is doing is offensive. What Blizzard has done with hots. I don't feel like has ever been offensive. And in fact, it was so inoffensive that now the game is is basically done. So. yeah like I think I think it was like more an
0: issue of that they weren't they just weren't like monetizing it well enough because like they impeded me from getting deeper into the game, you know and spending more money on it because of the way that they chose to make me participate in systems I wasn't interested in learning, you know or like rolling boxes and stuff like I fucking hate that about overwatch too. You know, it's like, just let me buy the shit that I want, like, and, and set it at whatever price you got to do that I can do that. That's fine. Like, I, I've i spent $5 on a skin in League of Legends or whatever. Like, that's okay. Like, I I'm I'm willing to do that if I want the content enough, you know? Just like, let me support your game the way I want to support it.
1: Right. So, I'm sad about it. I don't have rage about this issue the way yeah, I did yeah. for Street Fighter because you know i understand what this is motivated by and it sucks but this game was never you know going to be a massive performer for blizzard because it came late and when it released it wasn't that awesome um, it's true. it just sucks that corporate decisions by a company that has nothing to do with the actual production of this game is what motivated this choice and it's it's sad but this game's probably going to die now
2: yeah that's how i saw it when i I saw this announcement and I said to, you know, to myself, like, I guess this is the beginning of the end for this game. You know, like, I don't know a matter of like, like, it's just a matter of when now for me, you know, when are they going to pull the plug on it? It might go another year or not, but I feel like you, I don't see it coming back and I don't see it gaining ground. If anything, it might have a hardcore base and I don't know if they're ever going to just pull the plug on it, but.
0: Yeah, I th- I think some people will continue to play it long, I mean, like I'll enough to keep it around.
2: It, yeah, but I but, I already noticed the drop in the the time it takes for me to get into a match. You know, like and right. it was days ago, and I've
0: already seen that. You know, um, and it's definitely going to get worse now. Yeah, like, and there, it will like to certainly get point, worse. there are a lot of people that are probably going to be like, "Well, the game's dead. I'm done with it now." You know, or like, right. "Oh, I can't." Like, there's no pro, whatever. So, like, what's the point? You know, like, yeah, and maybe they'll. You know, move on to another MOBA, maybe they'll just stop playing, whatever, like, you know, there's certainly, like...
2: Yeah, MOBA or not, though,
0: there is a line in that statement that says, like, it's their, like, you know, love letter of the Blizzard
2: universe, and that's where I I get, like, you know, it's like, yeah, Yeah. it is, you know, like, I love the universe, and, like, this is the only place where you can go in and, like, you know, for me, like, experience it and, like, have the the crazy, you know, PlayStation All-Stars kind of feel, but with Blizzard, you know, it's like, I get to have all the fun of most of the characters I've loved from every game I've loved. I love how he um, says
0: PlayStation All-Stars instead of Smash Brothers.
1: Like
0: because, the like, the game's like... dead, you know? So I'm going with what's, what succeeded and what didn't, apparently. Um,
2: That's yeah.
0: fair. So, well, because, like, no,
2: All-Stars was, like, you know, it came late to the game, and it was, you know, like, oh, here's a game, and it wasn't received perfectly. So I feel like that was apt, you know? It's just, for me, this is the place that I would like to spend more time in, and it sucks to know that they they uh, can't couldn't make it work, I guess. It, you know, I mean, I know... A lot of it was motivated by um, Activision's side of it, but um, it's too bad it got to this point, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a shame that the game wasn't able to find a big enough audience to protect it from this sort of decision. Because you know damn yeah. sure that's something like this would not have an Overwatch <laughs> Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell so, no. You yeah, imagine if all so... of a sudden
2: Fortnite was like, sorry, but like,
0: you know, <laughs> we're just not gonna... Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad news. Um, and it's, you know... I think this is, like, one of the first real examples we've seen of Activision, like, really messing with Blizzard. Which I hope isn't the sign of more things to come. I think it's been um, there, but it hasn't been so, like, impactful. Not like
2: this. You know, yeah. it, this is the first time that it's like, wow, this game's going down because of this shit. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right. It also makes me wonder, like, does Activision... Did they know on the outside what they were getting with Blizzard? Because they say they want them to ship more games. And Blizzard has never been about just shipping games. Yeah, what the hell does that mean? They don't fart games out. Like, they make... Yeah, but I mean, I
0: I, I will say this, right? Like, there there's something to be said for... Because I'm not one to defend a greedy publisher, right? Activision is fucking shady sometimes. Um, yeah. And has been in the past And they, they have been one to Fart out games And you know they Are a big part of why we have the yearly Shooter cycle the way we do And you know they drove Crash Into the ground, they drove Spyro into the ground They drove the Spider-Man IP Like they've done it right, they do that Um, So I, I'm not here to Defend them but I don't think that the way that Blizzard releases Games is smart and I don't think that they should Be defended for it because like you know, you look at how like a game like Diablo 3, which they announced and then it took them like 13 years to make it or like they announced Starcraft 2 and made pre-orders available and then announced that it was gonna be three games and that they released them over the course of like five years. and then it was like, well, we're not gonna do that. it's gonna be DLC again. It's like they they take fucking forever to do things and it's like I I understand the motivation of wanting to, Have them focus on things like, okay, well, if this isn't working, like maybe we don't need to be putting a quarter of your resources into this game that does half as well as, or not even half as well, quarter, you know, less and less and less, whatever. Like Overwatch has got to be their biggest earner right now, right? Like, if you're Activision, you want them to make the next Overwatch, you know, which, what was the gap between Overwatch and the last game, new game that they made? It was Diablo 3, right? Which was a decent number of years, you know? So. Wasn't it? That... 3 was out a while ago. Yeah. Because Diablo... I think Diablo 3 was the last game they shipped before Overwatch, though. Yeah. Well, Oh, no. Oh, Heroes oh, would be.
1: Oh, oh, right. That's oh, what that's what you mean. Because yeah. Diablo 3 yeah. came out in 2012. The most recent games they made were HOTS and... Overwatch. And, o- and Overwatch, yeah.
0: Right. So, I-, I guess, like, I understand wanting to ship a company like wanting a company like blizzard who is one of your highest earners who has made some of your most successful games to ship more games
1: you know yeah in the respect I get of like the, i get the desire yeah. but that just because they desire it doesn't mean it's smart blizzard yeah. has designed in their way since they've existed and whether you like it or not personally they're very successful so yeah. and the other thing is too is.
2: most of the games that come out aren't the final products which is really crazy. Like Starcraft one had one of the biggest changes in a patch, like eight years after it came out that like changed the games almost like fundamentally certain, like almost everything like was just fucking turned over. You know what I mean? So a lot of their games are like works in progress anyway. So I don't know if releasing more of them would be good because of the fact that they work so hard on changing and evolving each game. I don't know if that's sustainable in the long run.
1: Um, Not sure. In fact, some of Blizzard's biggest missteps have come from rushing. Uh, And you can see that with Warcraft expansions. Mm -hmm. You can tell when the game's rushed because you feel like there's not enough content. And that's when they lose subscribers and that's when people jump off board. I shudder to think at what will happen... And, you know, this is pure speculation. I don't know that this is what's going on. But I started to think what would happen if Blizzard is now forced to put out games that they're not fully confident in. Diablo 4 doesn't exist because Blizzard hasn't found the the right idea that they feel comfortable with. Now, what if Activision says, yeah, well, you've got a year to figure it out. And that year's not long enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where
2: that's where I lean into. I get concerned yeah. about that because I don't know if they're capable of doing what they might be asked of, um, just because of the the way that their their track record. You know, if they t- they might just have to take that long to make games. I don't know. I I mean, it's it's their culture for sure. You know, so it takes a while to change that. And if they really want that to work, we might have to go through some growing pains or. Who knows? Maybe maybe we're going to be like, "Oh man, like Blizzard released two games this year, and they're great and they're going to release two next year and they're great. You know, like that would be a world, but I <laughs> I mean, that's like that's just not where my mind goes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, that could happen, sure. but
0: it, it could. And it's impossible. It's impossible to know until we see, right? Yeah, like, it could be the thing that like when left to their own devices, Blizzard does what I think a lot of artists do where it's like, well, it's never done mm-hmm. and it, or, you yeah. know, and it's like it's not perfect. So we're not ready, you know? And like, At some point, you got to shit or get off the pot. And, you know, I think, like, it can be helpful to have an editor, a publisher, whoever who is concerned with money who can be like, hey, like, you know, good enough is good enough, you know? Um, And hopefully we can strike a good balance there, right, where we'll get more Blizzard games and they are up to their quality without, you know, um leading to those rush jobs or those issues but i think your your concerns are like you know not only valid i think that they they come from a place of experience right of like mistakes that blizzard has made in the past Mm -hmm. so this news does give me a lot of pause but it it could it could end up being something that isn't as negative as we think you know even even if it means that heroes is a casualty of that
2: I'd, I'd like to think that you know they have their head on right, and they're they're definitely you know like I've I've trusted them for like a long enough time to you know create a great product and everything, and like may not always be that way, but in the long run, everything seems to be worked out for them. And there is scant few companies that I can find that overall I like just about everything they do. So I'm I'm giving them a lot of rope, hoping this works out, and I'm going to try to be as optimistic as I can, even though I feel like holy crap, am I like just take the blindfold off already and see for what it is. You know, that's kind of how I feel, but I'm definitely giving them some rope. going to be very optimistic about this. It could work out.
0: <laughs> it could be all right. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily like doom and gloom yet, but I, you know, I definitely think that you're the, the criticisms of this move that you guys have laid out are definitely salient ones. So uh, I think the best thing that we can do now is, you know, monitor the story and hope that blizzard comes out stronger on the other end of it. For sure. All right. So our last story this week is going to take us into our meat and potatoes discussion uh, about the future of crossplay. So we I've got a little article here from Business Insider, uh, which is essentially talking about um, Epic, you know, the developer behind Fortnite. Uh, they call it the ambitious plan to make PlayStation and Xbox work together, whether they like it or not. <laughs> Uh, so I'm I'm gonna read a little bit from uh, from Ben Gilbert's article here, uh, and then we will you know we'll kick off our discussion. If you bought this year's Call of Duty on Xbox One and your friend bought it on PlayStation Four, you can't play together. It's the same game running on very similar hardware, yet you're unable to play together. Why? Business, of course, is the unfortunate answer. Xbox, Microsoft's Xbox One and Sony's PlayStation Four are competitors, and each runs their own paid online service. Those services don't work well with each other, or sorry, don't work with each other, and thus you're unable to play games across the two competing platforms. But things have ch- begin changing the, earlier this year, and it's all because of Fortnite. Uh, so then it talks a little bit about you know how Fortnite like works and da 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 da, and you know like. You know, We're going to skip along here because I'm assuming that if you listen to this show, you know a little bit about how Fortnite works and how you can play it across multiple platforms and all that stuff. So in September, after months of bad press, Sony relented and allowed Fortnite players on PlayStation 4 to play with everyone else. It was the first cross-platform game in an ongoing effort to open the door, Sony said at the time, a fundamental shift in the game industry. Now, just a few months later, Fortnite maker Epic Games is kicking open the doors with a massive new initiative aimed at making cross-platform the rea- sorry, cross-platform play a reality sooner than later. Quote Throughout 2019, we'll be launching a large set of cross-platform games game services originally built for Fortnite, Epic Games said in a blog post this week. These services will be free for all developers and will be open to all engines, all platforms, and all stores. This may not sound like much, but it has the potential to be huge. Epic Games is releasing a totally free set of tools that are intended to break down the barriers between players on different game platforms. Instead of Call of Duty players on Xbox only playing with other Xbox players, this could be the door open the doors to crossplay across PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and more. And it's especially meaningful coming from Epic Games. When the North Carolina-based company isn't creating the world's biggest games, it also makes the tools that thousands of game developers use to make games, Unreal Engine 4. More directly, Epic Games is trusted by game developers all over the world when it comes to the tools used for building games. But unlike its work with Unreal Engine 4, Epic Games says that its cross-platform gaming services it's offering are completely free. The company will issue a Software Developers Toolkit in 2019 that's free to use. The plan is to update the Software Developer Kit throughout 2019 and beyond. What this will mean in the long run for gaming remains to be seen, but it's an important move from a major third-party game studio with enough leverage to push platform holders like Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. So obviously, very interesting question is, is posed by this article and by, by what Epic's plans are here. So I guess I wanted to use this as a jumping-off point to talk to you guys about the future of cross-play. And if Epic can bring us a crossplay future, so I think uh, the example that I left in there to bring it back up about Sony kind of having their hand forced because of the not only the ubiquity of Fortnite but also because of the narrative around being anti-crossplay, right? See, forced their hand to make this a possibility at least on their platform for the first time, and you know i without knowing more about what these developer tools look like it's interesting to think about if epic will be able to actually leverage that relationship again to make stuff like this work but what do you guys think about about this concept about them you know trying to up the ante here and put out these free developer tools to try and push crossplay to become a
1: reality for every game um a lot of this is kind of murky because we don't know exactly what their strategy is gonna be, um, I like the idea of crossplay across all platforms. I don't think that there's a reason in twenty, you know, going into twenty nineteen, why we can't have that. Um, especially because I totally understand why Sony would want or X or Microsoft would want their console to be the place to play. And for people to adopt said console if they want to play with their friends on it, um, but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's working anymore. Uh, a lot of times, let's say let's say me for example. I I only have a PS4 when it comes to between Microsoft and Sony. I've only got PS4. Not buying an Xbox One. I don't play with my friends online enough for it to matter. But when I was 18, I did. So let's flashback. If that group of friends that I was playing Call of Duty with only played on Xbox 360, I probably would have um, played on Xbox 360. I had one, and I probably would have just played on Xbox 360. But as consoles get more expensive, and as there's so many entertainment options, you might go, well, I really don't want to buy an Xbox One. I kind of just want to have... You know, a switch right now, or I kinda just want to have an iPhone right now, or whatever it is, and you don't have those dollars to to spend on another console. So what do you do? You just you just can't play with your friends. That sucks. Maybe that makes you go, you know what? I don't want to play Call of Duty online at all anymore. Because I can't play with my friends. So if I can't do that, I'm not playing at all. So to me, uh, as much as I'm, I'm all for, you know, hey, make your maximum dollar, I also kind of feel like you're shooting yourself in the foot by not just letting people play with who they want to play with and not creating these weird barriers just because they're not they're not doing it with people who are also on your console. Sony, <laughs> Sony isn't going to miss much money by allowing this. Neither is Microsoft. I truly feel that way. So I don't think it's a big deal anymore.
0: Yeah, I
1: think that money issue is the thing that really resonates with me
0: because, to your point, right, there are so many entertainment options. And, like, when I was younger and I was a video game enthusiast, right, I remember there being a time where it felt totally necessary to own all three consoles. If you wanted to play the best games, the cream of the crop, if you wanted to be able to play everything that came out in a year, right, and not have a drought. You wanted to have all three consoles or at least two. Two, yeah. No less than two. (laughs) And I still think there's a compelling case for no less than two. um, In that, in my mind, if you want to play it all now, you have a PC, a PS4, and a Switch. And, you know, I think that, that's true now. That might be less true in the future. Um, But I think... Those consoles are sold on things that don't have to do with the issue you're talking about anymore, right? Like, for me, I most of my friends play games on PC, so if I play multiplayer games with anybody, it's on PC, right? And that is motivated by the fact that that's where my friends play. However... Uh, If all my friends were playing on Xbox, I wouldn't go buy an Xbox to do that because I don't really care about multiplayer gaming enough for that to be the case. It just so happens that most of the multiplayer games I like to play are PC games, and that's where my friends play those games. And that works for me, right? But... When there is, there have been situations in the past where, like, all my friends were playing Destiny. I didn't go pick up Destiny because that's not really like how I play games. That's not the game I wanted to play. So it's like I'm fine doing my own thing because there are so many other entertainment options. You know, I think that like force to be like part of the crowd or whatever is like a lot lessened now because there are so many more options. It's so much easier
1: to do stuff and keep yourself busy than it used to be. Yeah. Also, one real quick point. Um, I feel like more PlayStations are sold off the backs of single player games that are exclusive yes. than anything else. That's also true so, of the Switch, right? Like, yeah. So that's always going to be there. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Call and, of Duty is released on multiple platforms. Let those people play together. Who gives a shit? It's the yeah, same um, game, same yeah. experience. And, and I don't, I, right. And like, I really
0: don't think that at this point in the game, right? Especially this late in a console life cycle and stuff like that. Like people are not buying I, I don't think I don't think that motivates sales as much as it used to. It's, you know, it's I think I think it, it I mean like really, like, you know, they've been building a, these a, services um, Unless you're a hardcore Call of Duty player and you and your friends all play on Xbox or something, right? But, like, when you already own your Xbox by that point, you know? Mm-hmm. like Yeah. And, and I think I think a big thing, too, right, is, like, Fortnite's the biggest fucking multiplayer game in the world. So a lot of people that play games like that where the only thing that they do is jump on and play the one shooter that they fucking play with their friends, a lot of them play Fortnite now. And guess what? It's cross-play.
2: Yeah, and technically uh, free so
0: <laughs> yeah it is free you yeah. right like i mean so like so
2: so where is that money you know like that they're losing if they if they said hey go for it crossplay."
0: uh um, yeah i yeah, think there's... i think like trying to appeal to your audience by just making the best product like our console's the best and that's why you want to play here or we have the best exclusives and that's why you want to play here that's what fucking sells a console or a platform at this point you know
2: look at what microsoft has been doing with building up this like ability to pretty much play whatever you want however you want on their system you know like where, anywhere too right like on
0: pc as well
2: and look at like how they've been marketing that in a you know a part where they had they had clearly like lost in this this race and like you can't tell me that that isn't ingratiating people you know somewhere you know what i mean there's no oh, yeah there's no way that they can market something like that and and have like i mean there's really nothing negative to say about it right so if it's working on, you know, that and like, I'm still not going to buy the Xbox right now, but it's one of those things that it is really just turning into like, if you have one, you can pretty much play whatever the fuck you want to play on it now. That's, that's crazy, you know, to think that just like a year ago, that would be uh, a dream, you know? And I, uh, it's like, you're not going to sell it on anything other than what you're providing for the person from that thing. Microsoft has a great service behind uh you know the system and it's really just a matter of like which flavor do you like you know at this point like it should be simply as that you know i like the way this interface is and i like their services and all that and i want to play this game and my friends play it over there so let's play the game you know and i think many times over it's been proven sony just doesn't want to do this kind of shit just because they think that they're you know getting something from it or leveraging something from it maybe i their their inner machinations are uh arcane and strange in in when they're on top so sometimes they make very weird decisions but it did seem simply enough like as they said flipping a switch you know to make it work and if it if it's if it's there already right like for a game that came out on their on these systems with the hardware already built the way it is and the services built the way they are and the internet structured the way it is there really is no excuse going into the next generation now when we get like the ps5 and stuff um that you know that these things couldn't talk to each other and have this ability um it, you know because they're like they're already starting to do it on
0: this stuff mm-hmm. right so, yeah so i mean it's like fortnite forward. does it minecraft does it um you know it's like they're, when the game is big games. enough it's made them do it that's the yep. thing
1: yeah that's so the it's thing not like, like they
2: can't do it it's just a matter of like when they feel well we can't really get anything more by not doing this let's do it yep and that's what needs to change in the attitude i feel that microsoft's open to this um I do feel like it's Sony being the stubborn, you know, and Nintendo does their own thing. So like, I'm not going to like rule them out, but they're definitely open to having, you know, I like, mean,
0: Fortnite's crossplay on switch, right. you know? So it's that's like, they,
2: they've already, they've exactly. already opened the gates there. Right. Minecraft is, they realize like, the potential of saying like, let's just have this on our system. Like that's, you know, that's a boon yep. for them. That's not let people problem. do what they want to do. Right. And the switch is about saying like, do what you want to do. So it fits perfectly. Um, it's interesting to see that like Microsoft had turned into this you know kind of idea. As time went on, the Switch and Nintendo are kind of there currently, and Sony has its heels dug in where they are. So I really hope that they can take a hint that it seems like the industry itself is moving in a different direction. That you know we are leading to this, and it should be really simply done at this point. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's wild. It's wild to think that you know we're playing with people all over the world in games on the computer and other things and all that and i and i can't get like um you couldn't get like call of duty to work between the two you know
1: that's that's crazy i don't know it also yeah, solves been... a lot of problems too it, right like yeah if, it should it, it creates no issue in terms of finding a match at mm-hmm. any given time not that i wouldn't say that matchmaking is a big problem on call of duty anyways just because it's a big game but why not you every mean, time just... a game is secularized you're splitting the player base Right,
2: especially if it's a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy to think that you want to do that to your audience.
0: Well, yeah. developers sure don't, right? You know, exactly because it's like I know, like uh, you think about what was one of the earliest examples of crossplay in the modern era, and it was Rocket League. And Psionics has said that uh, they could flip a switch and have crossplay on every platform right away. Yeah, it's yeah. just the powers that be being like, no, you right. know, right. So to me like we're there we're at that point where it's it's necessary and it's really cool to see epic like be the champion of this cuz like they've already won you know like they, they did. got it for Fortnite so it's like the fuck do they even really care at this point you know it's like but they're like they're like no like this is the future and like we are one of the people that like made this a thing and you know like they weren't the first to do it, but, like, they are the first game of this size, of this penetration, and that's on this many platforms, right? Because there's no other game, no other, like, I don't really know if it's fair to call Fortnite, like, a A game, but, I mean, it technically is. But, like, there's no other game of Fortnite's caliber that you can play crossplay on phones, tablets, Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yeah. And have a persistent account across everything. Like, that's wild, dude. You know, like, the only game that's ever even, like, done shit like that before is, like, Hearthstone. You know, it's, like, games that are not in the same level as Fortnite, you know? Uh, So that, I think, is... It's really cool to see Epic, like, throwing their weight behind this. What is Epic's endgame with all these moves? I'm thinking... They have the store that they want to set. Like, you know, that's
2: going to be a, like a champion for them, right? In the future, right? They're releasing this software development kit, right? They want games to be cross platform. I think it makes sense if you put all these together. If they do create this kind of experience, Things are cross-platform now. People can make games across this, whatever. We have a store for it, you know. It, they're they're sort of dissolving the barriers of like how to purchase, play, and experience all of it. And I think that they maybe want to try to lead some kind of you know like renaissance into this. It, I mean, there's like there is no other motivation to do a lot of the things that they've been doing, um other than like you know, of course, money is always a motivation. I'm not saying it not but they have a lot of what feels like you know,
0: like, charitable actions for, like, well, the gaming community, you know? Dude, because, like, Epic has fuck-you money at this point, dude. So, I like, understand. Epic, so Epic think... was a real profitable company before they put out Fortnite, I understand. you know? like yeah.
2: so, but most companies, <laughs> you know, they make a lot of fuck-money and then they just, like, sit on it or, like, you know, reinvest into themselves or whatever. And, like, this could be their reinvestment into themselves where they're doing it for the, like, into the community, though, like, to,
0: yeah. to really, like push a new generation of how we play games and stuff. I mean, right? Like this is good PR for one thing Mm -hmm. and you got to think, right? The next game that they make, the next Fortnite they try to put out. Cool. It's already, it's already available cross play everywhere. We don't have to fight anybody on it because we pushed this through a while ago, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it should. I mean, so I think, I think it's probably as much as it is like a future proofing thing for themselves. I think it's also a thing where they probably see that they have the power to make this push. And, like, why not do it, you know? Because, it, because honestly, it, it won't cost them anything. And even if it does, it's probably fucking negligible because Fortnite makes a billion dollars a month. Like, you know? It like does, makes more money than, like, it should. You know like, I mean, like, like, like Epic, Epic went from being a, a, a really, like, like a, a profitable company in, in a good sp- space that put out the most popular engine in the world, you know? Uh, and they're they're in good. We're in good shape. And now they own the most profitable video game in the world and make millions of dollars a month off of it. You know, so it's like, it, it's it's no loss, all gain. And if they can pull everybody else up along with them and get the the cachet and the credit of being the people that push through crossplay everywhere, why the fuck wouldn't you do that? It's good PR and it's
1: and it's good business. I think I think people forget that Epic. Makes the Unreal Engine, and that that is such a that that that's an engine that's in so many different games. That's used it's almost by, ubiquitous. Yeah, it, like yeah, yeah, everything like, uses it. Pretty I was going every yeah. EA game uses it. Yeah, like you know, it's like it's a big deal. And and that they've been that they've been in that position for a long time. In fact, until Fortnite, I forgot that Epic made games. I only thought about them as the Unreal Engine people. Sure, and. I'm just, I, I raised that question because I'm just wondering if there's a next step for them that's bigger than just, not to minimize developing games, but that's bigger than developing games. That's bigger than being the people who have the ubiquitous game engine. Are they going to get into co- the console space? Do they have an interest in that? Like, what are they, what's the bigger play? Because they have all the money in the world, right? You, you said they made a billion dollars a month. Uh, that's got to be more than what sony's making off the ps4 right like that's that's big boy money
0: yeah, yeah it's you huge. can do something absolutely with that. ridiculous it's, honestly i think i think you're going to see them reinvest it into more games you know because i think they're at a point now where like between their store and like the way that they're trying to attract people to the store as a platform for game like i think they want to make the epic launcher and the epic game store as a thing like a competitor to a company like steam or you know whatever and like i think they want to build themselves out as a one-stop shop where if you're a new if you're new talent right you could go to epic and you could use their engine for no fee if you publish on their platform get a better cut than you would somewhere else and then have this guide, these resources on how to make your game pla- you know, platform agnostic and cross-play and all that stuff so that you can put it out other places and make more money. And I think it's going to lead to them having a really healthy publishing relationship with a lot of people. And, uh, and I think this, this stuff, all feeding into this, could be the thing that like makes the Epic Game Store a thing despite the challenges that are present. You know, the uphill battle that is there to battle Steam. I think that's their next big focus is trying to prove that they can make the best platform to make, develop, and publish – or you get what I'm saying, but uh, sell and publish games, you know? And if they do that, to your point, they'd be doing it and making more money than a Sony or a Nintendo without having to spend money on making hardware. No R&D. No worry, to, no worries about factories and cars and oh, do we have enough screens or all? Any no, we don't give a shit. We we make software. We make software and we sell software tools. Honestly, no it's Microsoft. Like that's where they're heading into. But ju-
2: but just games. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's and Microsoft's idea. Like we make the software and we make this. You know, they make their money. Like most of that money comes from the very basic yep. shit. Like Windows itself, you know, facilitating like, other yeah. people doing what they already do well, right, and exactly. profiting off of right. it, right, and, and even
0: and even taking a modest skim that ends up making a lot eventually.
2: Bill Gates said if he had a dollar from everyone in the world, he'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you know, it's a good point. It, it's still a bajillion dollars, right? And and like they're they're going like Epic is doing, taking steps in such directions that it makes it feel like they really are trying to like you know put themselves on the stage and say like you know we're here and we can we can make this happen or we can make something happen you know they're at least going to cause a wave because they have i think they already have i
0: i think what i truly i believe their end goal to answer your question sean is to position them in a themselves in a place where you think of epic in the same way that you think of EA and activision or bigger or as, like, a, a PlayStation, an Xbox, mm-hmm. an Nintendo. Like, almost like
2: a, a Sony a or something. Steam. That's yeah. a, That's where I think they're trying to be. Like, they want to be, like, the next Steam and Sony put together, you know? They don't
0: they don't want you to think of them as the people that make the Unreal 4 engine. They don't want you to think of them as the people that make Fortnite. They want you to think of them as Epic Games, the creator of every fucking thing that you're using or playing. Yeah. Or that they have their hands Your whole experience in some way is, on all you know. these things. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's where the money is. You know, is is cr- like when you look at Steam's platform, like Steam is a brilliant fucking model. Yeah. And I think they want to do it bigger and better.
1: You know? I the I sword. I'm very happy with this story um of the story of Epic. I you know, we talked last week about the stuff with them stealing dances and stuff and that sucks. But other than that, they seem to be people who really care about games. Yeah. And it's cool that there is a company out there that, you know, is doing well, that has that's in good standing with the community and sort of always has been, and really wants to see games grow and evolve, and that they're putting their money where their mouths are.
2: Yeah, it's refreshing to say the least. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and I'm always hesitant, you know, to like, be like they seem like the good guys, you know? But like they they seem to be making a lot of moves that are pro industry. You know, and not just pro epic. You right. know, it seems like it seems like their goal is to be like what's the way that we can make money and also good press, you know, by like treating people fairly for
1: the most part and trying to give people a better deal they could easily like- be be very cool with their their pile of cash and just continue to make <laughs> yeah. epic money and you know call it a day but yeah they, they have in bigger interests that seem to favor the industry at large and if that's all it is and it you know then that's great if they just want to make maximum cash and that benefits the industry cool if they have bigger ideas that are going to benefit the industry and players even more and they're the quote unquote good guys great whatever it is at this moment it seems good to me
0: yeah, I agree, and I mean, I, there aren't a lot of companies that I think that way about, you know, um, like like I like I always say, like I think Nintendo, right? Like Nintendo is one of those companies that the I think their health is important for the industry because they push the industry forward, and it seems like Epic wants to be like that, you know, like they want to be one of those pillars that is shaping and moving the industry in a way that yeah makes them a shit ton of money but also benefits a lot of little people along the way and helps lift them up along with them you know which is awesome you know we need more companies like that especially ones that are developer oriented like epic you know like epic isn't uh you you don't you're not the company that makes the unreal engine if you're not developer first in a lot of ways you know what i mean yeah. So I, I, I hope that the, the, the positive news stories that we've seen continue to go around them and that their their seemingly, uh, you know, seemingly altruistic goals are truly that, you know, um, because they have inspired a lot of faith in me recently. I think they're making a lot of really cool, smart, consumer, developer friendly moves. And it seems like they're putting their money where their mouth is, and that they're putting their weight behind causes that are beneficial to all of us, and beneficial to people that aren't them too. And uh, and that's cool. That's better. That's a healthier industry for all of us. It's a better marketplace for gamers. It's a better uh, gameplay experience for gamers. You know. And um, if it all plays out, and they're able to make another cool billion off of it, then God bless them. Feels like they earned it on that one. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so if you guys want to contribute to this conversation, you know, let us know in the comments down below. Hit us up at thevideogamepals at gmail.com and uh, let us know what you're thinking about this move from Epic, what you think about the game store, any of the other stuff we've been talking about. Epic's been on in, in the news a lot lately. Uh, so I'd love to hear from, from you guys out there in the community about what you're thinking about any of these stories and how you feel about the moves that Epic's making right now, you know, and I, particularly if you're a Fortnite player, you know, if you're already. If you're already a fan of Epic, uh, what do you think about the stuff that they're doing right now? And uh, what do you think the future looks like for the company? Um, so we'll be back next week with uh, our Christmas special. We might, you know, maybe we'll do some awards. We're still figuring out. Um, but let us know if you've got any ideas, if you like that award show idea, write in and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put it together for you. And uh, before we bounce out of here, you know, remember, please, you can help out the show by giving us a like on your platform of choice, subscribing uh, to us on you know whatever platform you want to pick us up on, and uh, you know just showing your support, sharing the show, letting people out there know that you're enjoying what we're doing every week, and that you think that they might uh, have a have a good time with the show as well. So, uh, Sean, why don't you let the the
1: pals at home know where they can find you online? Awesome. So. Uh, I am on the Comics Pals, which posted the day before this. This week, uh, we talked about quite a few things. Uh, the big thing we 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 did was we put out our our Spider Verse review. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse dropped uh, this past Friday, and we reviewed it. and um, It's a pretty good movie, so you're gonna want spoiler alert. It's good. Yes, <laughs> uh, and, and big time spoiler alert on that review. So if you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, you know be careful with that. Um, so both of those pieces of content out this week. Two uh, for this Monday. And uh, if you want me on social media, I am at Sean Soulbox on Twitter and Instagram.
2: Thompson. Cool. Uh, I am at Relic Vampire on Twitter. And uh, how takes Spider Verse movie? Best Spider Man movie I've ever seen. So yeah, it's really fucking good. Talk to me on Twitter about why it's great because I actually got interested in Spider Man for the first time in like a very long time. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Borrow the movie? game. That mo- yeah, more than the game actually. That movie. I'm saying borrow it, borrow from me and eh. play it now while you're high. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Miles is in it. Come on. Yeah, whatever. So
2: anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm at Rogue Vampire on Twitter, and that's it. I also do Pass Play with Pete, but uh, we're gonna figure that out what we're doing next because I don't know what we're doing next. So
0: <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, so if you want to connect with me, I'm at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. You can catch me on the Comics Pals with Sean. You can catch me on uh, Pals Play with Thompson. You can also find my work over at com, where I'm the host of their weekly Nintendo podcast, The Potscast. Uh, where we go real deep on all things Nintendo. So the stuff that's too nerdy for this show ends up getting talked about over there. If you if you're a real Nintendo uh, nerd like me, uh, go give that show a listen. It's been a pretty good ride, and uh, it's uh, it's it's been good. I've been having fun with it. So I'd love to. Uh, Get your support and hear some of your thoughts. I know a bunch of you out there have gone and checked it out, so I would like to extend a thank you to you and to those of you who reached out to me and said that you liked it. Thank you for listening. Glad you enjoyed the show. Uh, And you can find Bright News and all kinds of other stuff over there as well. So uh, go check it out if you want to get more content from me. If you're not getting enough of me over here on the Pals Network stuff. Uh, and please come talk to me about Spider-Verse because I am oh so high on that movie and I would love to talk to you about it uh, or any other stuff we talked about this week it's been it's been a good couple weeks news wise so come hit me up uh, and with that we are the Video Game Pals signing off we'll catch you next week take care guys bye